now be, because like like uh six was saying it's like they didn't got so popular and a lot of it is because of um social media and tiktok and all of that stuff and their content the people that get blown up, their content is very one-dimensional. Because I don't want to sit up here and say every female out here rapping it has one-dimensional raps. That's not true at all. It's the people that they put it in the forefront. That's who have one-dimensional raps. Like, I would right. love to see more Rhapsody and, and people like her in the forefront. But she talk about shit that women should actually fucking care about. So why would they put her in the forefront? You can't tell women what they should care about. You're damn right. You're damn right. I, I, and me, me too, Six. Me, I don't like that statement. I don't like that fucking statement, Carl. <laughs> if they want to talk about, if women want to care about niggas getting stuck up, drugged, raped, robbed, murdered over some pussy, then that's what the mm -hmm. fuck they should care about. If they want to, if they, if they care about getting a nigga, sticking him up, stealing his nut, getting pregnant, having his baby, and hitting him mm -hmm. up for child support, that's what they should care about. Goddamn right. You know if they want to put cucumbers in their mouth and spit them out, that's they, that's what they want. That's their prerogative, Carl. You have no right to tell them what the fuck they should do. That is their body, their choice. That's right. If they want to become guzzlers and be appreciated for that and do slut walks, we should allow them to do it. That's their that's their prerogative, sir. Because they're just they going through a whole phase. It's just a whole phase. It's just a phase, bro. But the know. other part, the other part of that is. Mm -hmm. We do not see what Six was talking about a little bit earlier. There are not dope-ass artists overlapping as far as women goes. They're just mm -hmm. letting all these women come out, and they're putting out the same, same shitty music. Yep, that's not good. And I, was, I don't want my... I wouldn't want my daughter or little cousins or anybody listening to what they're saying. And they putting that on the radio like it's like super okay. I think it's about being objective, though, bro, because I, I consider, consider it like this, because there was a lot of street shit that was out during the golden era. You know True. what I'm saying? Tons of street shit. Uh, it, it ain't too different for guys now than it was back then, other than the fact that the industry is kind of like just funneling and, and filtering here and there how they want to make their money. But the shit was present. It was, But we had options. We had, we had a right. variety of rappers we could mm -hmm. listen to. But for women... For the first time, I'll say like once they once they realized that it was money to be made off of the uh off of the the whole rap, mm -hmm. the, the labels only committed to that. Like you get your you get your wild cards like your Rhapsodies, your Bahamadias. Uh, hell, I even say like the Brat could rap her ass off. But look at what they mm -hmm. what, what JD did with her. He made her a boy. He made her Snoop. He could have just let her have her own identity because I guarantee you, when she came to him, she had her own identity. Well, but when listen to Funkify the album, and yeah, tell me it that definitely, album don't it definitely sound like, sound like doggy style for a girl in a way, yeah. But it hurt her slang. But her, I will say this, lessons. yeah, she. He was feeding into the energy that she already had because he didn't make her be a tomboy and all that stuff. Like, if, if it was up to him, especially her being an attractive woman, always being that, 
he would have loved for her to be more on that sexy stuff and could play, but he had to work with what she was giving him. So he was like, shit, you giving me female snoop. So that's what we doing. Yeah, know, but think about it like this. That was a that's a that's a low-hanging fruit though, bro. Because Snoop was the big he was the thing at the time. Think about when when Eminem was the thing at the time, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden labels start signing all these white rappers. That's the right. same thing. That's the same thing. They were signing, hoping to get that same thing. He mm -hmm. he saw that she had the capability, and he said, you know what? What we need is what Dr. Drake got over there. You see what oh, I'm saying? For sure. So he he used her to tap into. He even used Crisscross to tap into that because that album, The Bomb, mm -hmm. that was that was that was some Baby Snoop shit. That album was the Baby Snoop album. So it's like it's one of them things where it's like where's the? It's not necessarily that the absence of originality is kind of like killing female rappers in the modern era. I think that it's just not it's not um, it's not rewarded. You know what I'm saying? There is no incentive. You're not incentivizing being dope on your own merits. No, there's a and formula. I don't think female. I don't think female rappers in general, most successful female rappers in general, have been have been incentivized on being dope on their own merits. Hell, I would even venture to say that once they realize that most of the females who work in strip clubs want to be rappers, that was like their fucking shopping grounds to find rappers because most of these female rappers come from the strip club. I think that it's almost one of those things like. And I, it's it's weird that this is where I, what I thought of to kind of compare. But think about if, um, Gigi Kobe's daughter hadn't have died. She went through the motion going to high school, being top recruited, blah blah blah. Go to WNBA, play UConn, probably win there. Go to WNBA. They would have finally had a marketable person that's not ugly and look like a man like a lot of them girls and was super you can't say that bro you can't say that bro watch your goddamn that, mouth asshole <laughs> yeah, man. i'm gonna keep it a buck right, keep, going, keep going keep going i'm, I'm just talking shit oh, i know i know you're talking shit but i'm gonna keep it a buck like we know they be looking like lurch it'd be a co isn't it but it's now Compared to when it first started, it's way more attractive women that want to actually play to the pro level and all that stuff. So it's different landscape. But I say right. all that to say, if there was a, a female MC like a Rhapsody, but <laughs> was pretty like Nicki Minaj and all of that, but didn't let them horrify her, like she was cute, did her thing, whatever, but show her skill. I feel like, but they are so easy to pray. I'm I'm pretty sure it's because shit. When Nicki Minaj first came out, she wasn't the level of thottiness that she ended up evolving to. She didn't want try to be that initially. So they don't have the. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like artists let people, male or female, because they looking for the check, but. People have to have integrity enough to be like, yo, this is me if they got that skill level, you know, but right. I don't know. She developed to be better. I feel like in the beginning, I don't think her skill level was good enough for her to dictate what I'm proposing. But I just feel like if somebody was good enough lyrically and then had the package appearance wise and then had the fortitude to be like, yo, 
I'm presenting myself like X Y Z, like almost like a um a rap version of her, the singer, because right. mm-hmm. she literally is exactly what I'm describing, but put her as a rapper. Like, when you don't have an understanding of who you are in the industry, and they sign you, and you don't know what it is that you want to mm-hmm, do, mm-hmm. there is a group of people that they will send to you and tell you, yeah, and those would be it, your A and R's, yep. And to on a certain level, some of them will be stylists, mm-hmm. and for the men, this person will tell you put on a tight pair of jeans and a crop top. I'm gonna tell you this. If you like that, they will. They that's that's the look they're gonna give you. And they tell, oh no, this is a new fashion. You're gonna create it. You're gonna create this for as women, a new fashion. For female rappers, what I learned is that it, is, it has always been uh, an expensive gamble for female rappers. So they want a product that they can actually guarantee a return on. Right? Mm-hmm. When male rappers, we like because men are visual and they and we are the biggest. Well, we have been known to be the biggest buying market in, in, in the industry because we buy the music that women like. So women are the tastemakers, we're the purchasers. When they found that, when they found that the, the the game can be kind of manipulated in a way, because it's expensive as hell to maintain female rappers. Mm-hmm. When they found that it's easier to just give these, uh, these rappers that are kind of making money for the labels the opportunity to start their own brands underneath you know those vanity labels and shit and then they could be the ones in charge of signing these female rappers it was it was less skin off their back mm-hmm. you know like Nicki Minaj to me and this controversial take I don't know I don't really give a fuck but Nicki Minaj to me it's probably the she represents that that female rapper in the middle because she can rap her ass off mm-hmm. she can definitely rap her ass off does she rap her ass off all the time She's not incentivized to. There's no real need to. Right. But if I but if you put her in the room against her male counterpart, she can hold her own. I remember right. BET ciphers where she got crazy with it. She went nuts mm-hmm. on them. You know what I'm saying? So she's a rapper's rapper in that in that light. But in order to sell records, she knows how to play the game. Right. But she's the only one. She she's the she's the female Lil Wayne of her era. Meaning that she she kind of uh she kind of bred the new era of these female rappers now. You know what I'm saying? You got your Glorillas and all of these chicks. All, yeah. they, all they are is they like the they like the, the, the offspring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you got all these little guys who rap and you can tell that they come from Lil Wayne's. Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? So, so, like, you don't have, you don't see little Lauren Hills walking the streets. You don't see little Queen Latifah's or MC Lights walking, you know, running in, running through the industry. You don't see young Eves running through the industry. But you see a lot of Nicki Minaj's. And Nicki Minaj come from the little Kim tree. But Nicki Minaj was the one that succeeded. You know what I'm saying? Lil' Kim did succeed. Lil' Kim was just a hot commodity because she was the only female in her crew. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only reason why Lil' Kim mattered. Lil' Kim, every, every fucking song, I could think about songs that she had where you could tell T.I. wrote it. Or somebody else wrote a verse, mm-hmm. 50 wrote for her, shit mm-hmm. like that. And, I mean, and it, whatever, it didn't matter. Nobody gave a shit because nobody buys a little Kim song because she can rap right. her ass off. Right. They, they bought it because the shit was hot. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where, that, that's where the thing, it kind of like, it kind of differs. You know what I'm saying? That's just my, that's my take on it, though. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see those being elements, you know. I, I hope to see something different happening because, you know, one thing about hip-hop, you know, every every five or six so years, something different happens. Somebody do something different. I mean, we got Lil Nas X a few years ago, and I, I feel like when, when we were kids – or teenagers, if somebody told us if there was going to be an actual openly gay rapper that was successful, we would have probably laughed. You know, just because the perceptions within hip-hop just aren't conducive to that having success. Fast forward to 2021-22, totally, you know, turns that idea on its head. So, she out there, the 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 female Jay Z that that can that can be a mobile. You know, is she there? Yeah. She out there somewhere. My question is this: Who decided? When was it decided? Because I think we can all pretty much tell uh, who fits and who don't fit, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think when PM Dawn came out, niggas was like, "That's the next big hip hop thing." It was kind of like decided that them dudes kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether or not they was actually of the culture or whatever was not even the debate. It was just they stood out. Mm-hmm. I would even venture to say that uh, the same can be said about Lil Nas X. I thought first time I ever heard Lil Nas X even have anything to do with hip hop was through uh, uh, a publication. It didn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with the culture. So a publication decided to kind of lump them in with the culture. Whereas there's nothing about what he was doing other than the fact that he was semi-rapping on his first single that mm-hmm. made that, you know what I'm saying, the thing. But you can't even say that, but they can't even say Slipknot or hip-hop because they got rap in their songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Rage Against the Machine had, was mostly rap rock, but they didn't call mm-hmm. them hip-hop. Mm-hmm. They did not, and they they did redid a lot of uh, hip-hop songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But they immediately assigned uh, Lil Nas X to hip hop. Well, you get what I'm saying. It's almost like, not not to say that he don't he ain't welcome in the culture or nothing like that. But right. come on, bro. Like, what are we talking about? Here? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's almost like we don't have any we don't have any authorization in our own culture. We don't. We don't. Hmm. Um, and and that's because we don't control nothing. Right, because we don't right. own. If we own more, then we could control more. But. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 let me say this because I didn't say it in the beginning. Welcome to the podcast. This is the link up. Minus one. Uh, Agent Smith does not give a fuck about us. He has other shit going on. Uh, and he does not want to fuck with our dirty bum asses. This is the message that he sent me personally to my <laughs> iPhone. Um, I'm bullshitting. I'm playing around, but my man's always got some other shit going on, so we gotta we gotta do it as three, as a pyramid, and not as four. So it's all love. How everybody been, man? Yo, yo. Wait just a goddamn minute. Don't throw that shit up on this fucking podcast, asshole. I do not <laughs> want to hear. I do not want to hear about me being part of the fucking Illuminati. <laughs> all hey, is well. Creed in the house. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um. Why do people think think that it's actually called the Illuminati? Though, 
I don't know, because of course it's not called what the fuck we think it is. No reason why people call Jesus Christ Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're going with what they've been told. You know, they they're they from their trusted sources. Do you really think that if I had a secret organization, I would tell people what it is and and publicly let them know? Dude, there's Freemasons out here that talk about their business. So I would venture to say that all it takes is to have all you got to do is have more than two members and some and somebody right. gonna somebody spill. gonna spill something right. And this, if this is juicy as the shit that they supposedly got going on, you know somebody gonna want to tell somebody this. around here bragging like a motherfucker. Yeah, bragging yeah. or just I gotta tell someone this is this is just foolery. I don't understand. Yeah, you don't get <laughs> you don't get it. Gives Lane Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein without that type of shit. Yeah, because at some point somebody got to go. Yo, I gotta, I gotta say something about this. Ain't nobody gonna believe me anyway. Or somebody out here flexing for the females. There's a, there's a guy. He's a, he was a lab, uh, he was a lab engineer for Pfizer, and he was out on a date with some chicks, and he couldn't help but start spilling the beans on all the things he know about the COVID vaccine. Oh, damn! They, they immediately fired his ass, and then and sent out a press release. This happened like six months ago. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But see, again, when you got an uh, organization, uh, NDA don't stop shit. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers ain't got shit to lose. Uh, what you gonna sue me for? How much you gonna sue me for? I ain't even got that kind of money. Good luck getting it, Jack. That's how right. they do. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, c- coronavirus. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh man. A lot of people got rich off that, you know. Oh boy. Shit, I was out of work last week for that shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking with you I, like that. All I know is I had a, I had a, a real bad migraine headache. And when I woke up, I had shortness of breath. Mm. And I called the job and told them I might not make it. And they was like, take a COVID test. I took the COVID test. That motherfucker came back positive. I'm like, oh, all right. I'll take some days off. I get paid for it. So I sat here playing video games and making beats. Well, you made the best out of it. I had a COVID vacation last year. A COVID vacation? COVID vacation. It was great. I think I had to be off for like 10 days or something. Damn, 10? Yeah, because it was when it was like you had to really not be, especially in California, they don't play that shit. Now it's more lax. It's a lot more lax now. But this was recently, so the whole, during the height of COVID, I didn't catch the shit at all. I, I, I speculate that I may have caught it right at the beginning before we knew what was what because I hadn't really been sick in that way before. I got sick right around my birthday and 2020 so then a month later everything basically shut down for covid so hey, that's I crazy if i had it or not for real because it wasn't tests or anything available i just man i didn't had the flu colds all that shit that shit was like somebody just beat me up that shit was different Oof. that's crazy because the last time i had it last year the week mm-hmm. of my birthday Mm-hmm. And and it was like the symptoms was completely different. I I had a fever last year and I had a cough. It wasn't even like a bad cough, but I mm-hmm. I don't get sick, so you know when right. you don't get sick, you kind of notice those things, right? And uh, 
Yeah, I got it on the 17th of January, and I couldn't come back to work until after my birthday. My birthday was that following Saturday. Damn. Yeah. But, I mean, it is, I mean, what you going to do? You know what I mean? What you going to do? You don't want to get everybody else sick, you know. Hell no, you got to lock in and take care of yourself. Make the best of it, you know. If you can do anything, then obviously, you know, try to be productive a little bit. But I know when I was sick last year, the first couple days, that wasn't even an option. I was like bedridden pretty much for like two days straight. I couldn't even get out of bed. It was pretty ugly. That's vaccinated and all. Does it mm-hmm. look so bad? <laughs> what been up with you though? Oh, man, you know, working on um, working behind the scenes on some art, uh, doing a little mental work here and there. Um, those those are the things that have been occupying my time, as well as as well as some other private matters that I'm, you know, trying to keep in order and, and stay on top of. So, um. Me and the team, Creative Kim folk, we working on trying to get some things together. I was telling Carl that before we started, we've been working on um, trying to figure out uh, what we're going to do as far as uh, one of the businesses that we have. Do we want to do paint brushes or like what is it we want to put together so we can start selling and get it out, get out to the public so we can start uh, creating some income with the brand that we got. Right. Yeah, you but should, uh, collab on something. We could do like a uh, Architects of Mars, Creative Kim Folk collab. Joint. Man, shut the fuck up! Don't bite one. Yeah, well, that's that's cool. We can um, <clears throat> we can definitely try that out. Um, but for right now, I just want to make oh, yeah, sure everything no, is get get that in order. But you know, it's on the table. You know, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, just just a, a few things that I've been working on, man. To, to kind of you know. Be productive. Uh, you sent six. You sent me some music uh, a couple of weeks ago. I still haven't had time to listen to it, my guy. Still yeah. haven't had time to listen to. It. Um, I need to take some some time off to do that. I haven't. I haven't really had any time lately. Like it's just like working. I just been working, and then when I get home on certain days, uh, it's like ten, eleven o'clock at night. So it's kind of I haven't had the time to really lock in on that but other than that man just 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 doing regular work and still fucking with the art still fucking with the uh, mentor game and and music is still on the table for us so i'm I'm staying busy man life is good um yeah that's it that's it nothing nothing too wild uh staying in my life staying in my lane because there's less traffic there I think that um that's a that's a big component to to happiness and, and success anyway. Just knowing what it is that you should be doing and just focusing on that. Yeah, I, I hear my name being mentioned in a lot of shit. Uh, act out and and go. I'll, I'll show you. But this <laughs> this version of me is like, you know what? You can have it because right. I have a lot more things on the table to take care of and to lose if I do that. So you can I have, have that shit. Yeah. If I have one of the moments dealing with, with people on my job. Mm-hmm. Now they kind of, I think they kind of see it in me now. It was like, don't even fuck with him because he ain't having it. Nah, it, and it's, it's crazy. 
Yeah, no, I ain't never been much of a talker about anything. Like, I just really just get into shit, you know, right. and and shit goes bad for you. But it's because people are stupid and they think that their pride can outrun force and violence. You, all right, cool. You're not really aware, and that's fine. But, it's dark outside. Man, listen here. Um. I'm so I'm in such a good spot, man. So uh I, I'm enjoying this. Uh, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying where I'm at. I'm enjoying the creativity that I have that's flowing. Uh Creed, I shared an idea with you about the Jordan pictures and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's a dope idea. It so so because I, I had never seen nothing like that and it popped up in my head and I was like, yo, you think this is possible to do? Oh yeah, anything is possible. Anything is possible, yeah. Anything is possible. Uh, so yeah, just th- those are the things I'm working on. Um, and I'm just still being a, a, a introspective person and, and loving loving my journey and and learning learning and loving about how I've been able to focus on the things that actually matter and not let people not let anything else deter me. You know, you just, sound like you sound like what happened when black dudes start fucking with them hippie white girls. That's the type of shit you just said. That's fucked up, man. Because I don't have, I don't have no hippie white girls, though, man. I need uh, to any of the uh, the barefoot white women that want to come hang out with the boy, man. You know, hey. come holler at me. You know, hey. it's it's crazy how like every episode we do together is like we be talking, 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 and then six just say some shit. They be real. Of- It'd be completely out of left. Like, okay. <laughs> but it's real. Hey. Hey. That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I've I noticed that. It. I yeah. appreciate it. I'm not mad at all. Right. I'm not either. It's hilarious. Hey, I sound yeah, like I'd be hanging what, with hippie bitches. That's what that's what make that's what make oh get them met them emails and shit, asking questions like, is he does he hate women? <laughs> it, it'd be six it'd be six they'd be like yo is, is six a misogynist is he is he is he masochistic i'm like no dude ain't no masochist uh person well, I mean, I'm, just... I'm a very observant individual i just watch the game as it's played and here's the other thing about like when when i respond or when you say what you say i also think that you know because people it offends people or they you know it, it strikes a nerve with them like if you're bothered by it that's the reason why you're that's the reason why you're saying something you don't mm-hmm. say nothing you don't say anything unless it bothers you exactly. like if 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 i'm hanging out with creed or or you or tony and i look you dead in your fucking eye and call you a coward i know better than not to call you no fucking coward because you ain't what you are but if that fucking bothers you you're gonna have a fucking problem with it if you find some some if you find some element of truth that triggers what it is that's going on inside you, then hey, I did my part. And it's not even malicious. I'm just I'm just stating I'm not saying nothing that's even that I'm pulling out my ass. It's, these are pure observations. Uh-huh. You know it, it, and and that comes from just saying that he goes, Yo, you need to learn how to chill, dude. That's the chill. You don't have to be on green light all the time. Man. I sit here and I say shit, and then I just whatever the concept of the conversation is, I just hey, you ever think about this? Or I noticed this. Yeah, 
Yeah, six six will do it a different way. Hey, you ever thought about uh just you know calming the fuck down <laughs> and not reacting to everything that people say? You know that you don't really have to have a reaction to what people are saying to you. You can actually ignore that shit because you're a better person than that. But I do enjoy watching you smash motherfuckers' ears together. However, <laughs> um, this shit. Like this shit might not even be real, dog. You feeling emotional? This might be a fucking hologram. We might be in a fucking. I might be a part of your fucking, your illusion. Yeah, that person, mm-hmm. that person pissing you off might be just created to entertain you, and you taking it the, a different way. You know what I mean, yeah. it's your it's your world. Everybody else just in it. Yeah, yeah. It's just how you respond to everything, man. Um, and but yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, looking, looking, looking forward to the new opportunities, man. I'm very, I'm very happy at, at with everything that's going on and getting a lot done. Waking up earlier. So what I'm thinking about doing now is adding working out to the routine um, because I, I've noticed that I've been getting up early, more and more earlier to either work on some of the video content or send emails out to get a podcast done. So. Um, Maybe I may I may add working out to the routine. I'm not sure if I will, but it may it may be in the works. All right, that's good. Hell yeah! Are you guys working out every day? Every day. I, I put thirty minutes to an hour in. That's good. My job is super physical, um, but I also try to like walk for long distances a couple times a week, like literally three, four miles and just really just kind of zen out and make sure I burn some calories. But I need to add like some boxing routines back into what I'm doing because that's what I like. I don't like lifting weights and stuff. So I have to do something that's like fun-ish. Do you still have your pull-up bar? Mm, Oh, no. I got rid of that a long time ago. Uh, The most honestly now i could put it up if i had it but the places that i lived after um i moved from chicago they didn't even have like the right doorways for that i like they have better ones now to where you don't have to have that whole big huge situation and latch around i think i saw something that is like way more compact okay okay those are good though. Man, that shit. I that dig. I it's funny, like you look back at old pictures and in the moments you look, man, that was fat. I'm just and I was looking and it was from them years where I had that. I was like, I actually was in some all right shape. All right. And I thought I was fat the whole time. No, you was good. I told you, I was like, yo, you look like you slimming down. Um I seen you one day, you know, your shoulders was up and everything. Like, yo, you all right? You look like you was like you was on some bullshit. I was trying to get my little East African girls back then. I was like, let me hit I come over this motherfucker. He got a, he got a, I come over there one day. He got a pull up bar up and everything. I was like, oh, this is what been getting your ass toned up and everything. Yeah, Got a whole little gym in the basement and shit. Oh, that's dope. See, if I had something like I had access like easy like that, I'll probably just just I couldn't walk past. That's why I got the pull-up bar. Cause it was like I'm going to and I I when the the where Matt saw it, I think it was like in my kitchen. So it was like perfect place. It's like as soon as you about to go fuck up and eat some food, here's a pull-up bar. Let me do this instead. 
And that was what I did a lot of times instead of like mindlessly eating. Cause you know how it'd be. You don't even really be hungry sometimes. You just go, oh, just put yours on, but you don't really need to eat. Yeah. I think a lot of times people uh they that dopamine allows people to get comfortable with lying to themselves. So that self-satisfaction just had it so so easily distracted and they'll avoid working out or avoid any type of discomfort because, you know, discomfort is already, always associated with change anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I titled, I titled this The Only Ops I See Are Opportunities. Hmm. I saw that. That's a very good title. And that's exactly how we should look at it. I feel like... <clears throat> We do though. Like I feel like even in this conversation, six already said something that kind of related to that type of sentiment. You know, it's like like what we always say, no loss is just lessons. Like it's always, you know, you gonna go through shit and you just have to take that as a opportunity to grow or sometimes an opportunity for another situation comes out of things that maybe you nice. thought was gonna be a challenge. So it's only a failure if you give up. You don't keep going. Bang, bang. What's another cliche? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100, you, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yep. Factamundo. Uh, Life is about effort. Yeah, a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. I, was, oh. I was thinking about... Go ahead, oh. Go ahead. Yeah, so keep your thought, bro. Keep your thought, yeah. Six. Question was uh in the email. Did you go to college? Yes. Not you, Carl. I'm talking about oh, this guy. Oops. No. Nah. Not not in any meaningful measure. No, I didn't. I, everything is everything I learned I, it, it's, it's the school of hard knocks. You know what I'm saying? After high school, it was me, me versus the world. I took up some classes here and there. You know what I'm saying? To kind of like sharpen some skills and did more reading than anything, but I didn't go to college. I didn't for what I what I wanted what I wanted out of life and what I felt like I could have achieved out of life, everything was already around me. You know what I'm saying? I probably could have paid to go to school and got some of this knowledge, but when I think back on it, I already had those types of resources around me. It would have been a, a waste of money for me. You know what I mean? Okay. I probably could have gotten the technical aspects of it, but I probably would have been I probably would have owed more money than I would have ever earned because of it. And there it is, uh, to the person when you hear this podcast. I hope that satisfies your curiosity about six and his uh education. So and go ahead. Yeah, and there it is. We <laughs> Cree, you you got what your uh your bachelor's or master's? Yeah, no, uh, bachelor's in um film and three D animation. So I went to art school, and I'll say decided- this. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just decided to do different aspects of art that I learned in the course of my degree. So, of course, you get taken all these different classes on the path of what your degree is. And so I was like, oh, I like photography. Oh, I like this, you know. So I just kind of leaned into other things within that and grew those skills. Now I'm kind of touching back on some of the 3D stuff. But film was what I ended up 
gravitating to out of the, the major because like I really ended up liking like actually working with people and being on set and all that stuff like being chained to the computer a hundred percent of the time you know at at 22 just didn't sound appealing I wanted to be out in the out in this field you know more so but from what I remember, you did both because yeah, I remember mm-hmm. when we had the the joint together. You would you would get up, you would stay in front of the computer one day or for a few oh, yeah. hours, and then you would be out doing photo shoots or videos and things like that. So you, exactly. you you was utilizing every bit of the things that you had learned. Me, I am from the school of hard knocks. I did not graduate from college. Uh, and I read a lot. I still read. I don't read as much because I have things to do, but I do pick up books and I do read. Um, a lot of the learning that I have, a lot of, a lot of the pride and integrity I have, and and the history is gained from everything I gained about history is 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 all from reading books and and just studying. Uh, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved. So that's kind of what, what I've done. Um, and I just stay out the way uh, to the person who was asking the questions. And the reason why one person asked me in person, they actually talked to me about it. He's listening. He listens to the podcast and he says, you guys sound well read. Uh, so what what is it that you guys do? I said, well, that's all we do. When we have time, we read. We read and we research. I'm curious. I'm going to ask any question, even if it is a dumb one. There are people who believe, oh, man, you just sound stupid for asking that question. But if I don't know something, the whole purpose is to ask. Also, let me clarify this, too. I had astrophysicist Dr. Ronald S. Gamble on this podcast, as many people may have. Well, not many. Those who did listen heard him. He did not respond to certain questions because his job was not to respond. It's not that we're smarter than him. It's just that he can't say certain shit. So right. he, knew, who, he knew where the limit was. And it's like my job. If, you, if we were to do an episode about the type of work that I do, there's certain questions I just can't answer. You know what I'm saying? Just out of respect for what, what my job requires for me to maintain secrecy on or whatever. And just for for the fact of, you know. It ain't none of your goddamn business. Yeah, it's integrity, too. You got to have some integrity. So when you all hear that episode or any other scientist, they may answer questions. They may not answer questions. It's not because we're smarter than them. It's just because they're not going to answer the question because they have a job to do and they have to keep their integrity and their dignity to the job that they actually do. That's all it is. All right. So I don't want to hear nobody else with a message or anyone say that say to me that he didn't seem like that he was that smart of a person. No, he wasn't answering because he works for NASA. So sometimes it's just best for him to shut the hell up. That's <laughs> all it is. It has nothing to do with, with him, with him uh, uh, not knowing what we're talking about. It has everything to do with him keeping the integrity there. That's all. Let me ask you a question just to that point, because there were like there was like he was the only professional in his field on that episode. And we were here to ask questions and kind of like just get some context and ideas based on what his knowledge base was. Right. All right. Imagine all three of us, let's say even Tony, all four of us are out. We're on a networking event and one of us gets drunk 
and kind of like get out our body? Is there a guide code that prevents us from kind of like neutralizing one of us to kind of keep things more business-like and more, more uh, controlled? Or do we just sit back and say, well, that ain't me, that's him? Uh, I feel like if you with your people, if it's somebody that's like, even if it's like a, a work colleague and it's like, like it's in a professional setting and you're there to make a deal or something like that, like somebody would probably try to intervene at some point, at least to try to slow them down and like try to snap them back into the moment. Like, hey, we here for X, Y, Z thing. Because I feel like I've been in situations where I've had to speak to somebody that was in a group with us and it was just like, oh, you need to slow down, you know, because, you know, you're just making us look crazy. In what capacity does that person have to be a part of the party to represent that aspect of what you consider to be uh, the structure of the group? Mm. Do they have to be, are they like loosely, like if they were just loosely, if they were just loosely invited versus being a part of the organized group, do I you mean, have the same was, approach? If it was loosely invited, it probably wouldn't be as important because they probably wouldn't be as important of a component to whatever you were trying to do. But if it's somebody that was- If it's one of us four- and I see you on some you 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 starting to become become unhinged. <clears throat> I'm gonna say something. Right. I'm gonna say something. I'm probably just take you for a walk, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or get you to go take a walk. So I'll say this: every man is responsible for his own actions and himself, right? Okay. However, if you my guy, my job is not to let you slip and slide. Right. And if I notice that you're slipping and slide, my job is to get you back in order and make sure that you're good. I wouldn't want six having gangsters and killers around his kids uh, when they shouldn't be there. All right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want cocaine and heroin around his kids while they at the house. Like we not do, we not doing that. Right. So if I know that I would talk to six, Hey, why they here? What you doing? What you got all this bullshit in here for? Like what's, what's going on? So for me, if it's six, if it's you, if it's myself, Yo, something needs to be said to him to get him back in order because we are on a mission. We are at a networking event and we have to be on on point and on cue. Mm-hmm. And each one of us is a reflection of the other. I think both of you guys made some valid points, some solid valid points. I kind of view it from this angle, like, <clears throat> because I'm real big on personal accountability and I kind of like let people uh, show me who they are so I know what the hierarchy is. Because I think men don't ever talk about it, but men move in a hierarchy. So if we're out and about and we're in a in a space where uh, shit might pop off, we don't know. We could be at a just ra- random bar having, it could be a drink event. Or we could be at a real, uh, we could be at a suit and tie event. Shit can pop off anywhere amongst men, right? Oh, yeah. And if this individual is loosely invited, I mean, that person is still part of our group. That person might not be part of the inner circle, but that person was loosely invited. So if that person gets out of line, I'm always that type of person where I'm analyzing the situation. I might pull that person aside and just make sure they're good. You know what I'm saying? Hey, go have a seat, go drink some water, go cool off, whatever. We're going to take care of this from here. That way, they're not not only a harm to themselves and others, they're not an embarrassment to our group. They don't mm-hmm. jeopardize what we're trying to achieve. Uh, but I noticed that uh, nowadays, there's not very much. Everybody's, uh, it's, everybody's, it's every man for himself. And it used you know to be saying? a village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's like there's no, there's no nobody, nobody wants to be held accountable, and nobody wants to be the one to hold somebody else accountable because that means judgment and shame. But I think that one of the biggest components to a person or a group's success is understanding where the where the line is. So the line that crosses over into shame and embarrassment, nobody ever wants to be the one that crossed that line. You know what I'm saying? From the mob to the streets. Nobody wants to be that guy. Like, think about it. Crack Being a crackhead was a shameful thing, bro. But now everybody is popping pills. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where I'm going with it. So, like, so going down this path, like, I'm just, just conversations I've been having with people. A lot of people on that, oh, I just mind my business. I just mind my business. Hey, there's nothing wrong with minding your business. But you never know when you're going to be called to be the one to take charge. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you may not be cut out for, for that, but if you're the most respected in that group, then you're the alpha in that group. You know what I'm saying? So now, if this person on the other end is being uh, unhinged, if this person is being uh, just going out of control, you can't say, well, they grown. Well, let's wait till they sober up. Wait till blah, blah, blah. We'll talk to them about it later. You might not get a letter. A letter. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's good because things can end bad. Very true. Very true. And that's why I said... That's why I say it used to be a village. And I hear this, I hear what you what you said, I hear often. Uh, I hear people say, well, that ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with me. He chose that. He chose to do this. He chose, she chose to do that. To me, man, the best thing ever is, well, not the best thing ever. I want everybody to get home. I want everybody to make it home. Safe and sound. Like, I don't want, because I, will, I would want someone to make sure that I got home safe and sound. And w- when you're out and you're hearing people say, yo, that's that's on you. You at fault for doing that. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have been drinking like that. Very true. You are responsible for your own self. But there are times when people are out partying, and they may just have too much to drink. Like they don't. They having such a good time that they don't. They don't understand. Well, they 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 lose control. You know. I'm gonna tell you why that happen. I'm gonna tell you why. Like the the philosophy of the they they made that decision on their own is always one of those bad philosophies. The reason why I say it's a bad philosophy is because that shit don't hold up in court. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a person get drunk and they sexually assault somebody, they still responsible for that. But the person who got sexually assaulted being drunk, they don't get, they get to say they were sexually assaulted, but they don't, they can't, they can't remember what happened. How can you say you were sexually assaulted, but you can't, well, you know what I'm saying? You see, get where I'm going with this. So it's a, it's one, it's a, it's a 50 50 slippery slope. It's like, I would rather be on the end of being, I would rather, Err on being right and being wrong. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Neutralize the threat. <clears throat> Neutralize the threat. Get the problem out of the way. Let's get, you know what I'm saying? Let's get our people on track so everybody gets home safe. Let's get everything on track so everybody gets home without getting locked up. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or well, as far as I as far as I know, ain't that what real fucking men do? Like they make sure that everybody in the crew and everybody in the group does get home. Like they were they beat, they are responsible for one another. And I've, I've I've done that. Like I made sure that people got yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, I made sure that I got home. And not to say that I was drunk or anything, but y'all just made sure yo oh left early, man. He probably left with the did he leave with the girl that he was talking to early? Yo, at least check on him, make yeah. sure that he got home. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was out follow um, always a follow-up phone call, text message, whatever. Cause try to make sure anytime you with me, you are under my, my covering. Under my covering, yeah. 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 And until I know that you made it home, I need to know that you are safe. Because if I don't, 
I'll be worried and I'll be wondering if something happened to my guy. And that's the it that's what I was be, going. Everybody should be looking out for each other the same exactly. way. That's the point I was making about the hierarchy. Like mm-hmm. we all we are all security guards for each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? When we're running in a pack, because we don't know. We don't know what like you might know more than I do, and I depend right. on you to provide me that information. But if you're not in your right mental space, now mm-hmm. now the hierarchy shifts. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So now right. we gotta that's cover you. Yes, and more people have to pay more of the play, play a different role than they're used to playing yeah. in that setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it might be the dude that got super drunk that night. Might be the dude who really be kind of the the bulldog of the crew, and he yep. really be looking out for everybody extra. But now, now it ain't his night to do. A whole, you know. So now you gotta somebody else got to step up, and that's you know that's how I, that's where it should be. That's the way it should be. I mean, Steph Curry can't play every night, but they expect to win every night, and they should. <laughs> you know, like they should expect to win regardless of who on the court. And that's when your Jordan, that's when your Jordan Pools and your Clay Thompson step in. Mm-hmm. That's when your Andrew Wiggins step in. That's when your uh Kevon Looney step in. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays a part on a team. And the it's sucker the shit. That, the, exactly. The sucker shit that I be hearing about. Oh no, you you got to. You on your own. If, if that's if that's what you do, that's what you do. I hear that. I hear that. But if the objective is for us to go out and have fun, and you just gonna let a person be out there and fuck fuck themselves up or or fuck somebody else up, what type of per- that say a lot about you, man? That means that you don't have no village. Or you're the saboteur. Yeah, and I, oh, I know some saboteurs out here. I know some. I know some, man. They'll 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 let you uh. They'll let you cross the street and get hit by a car and say, shit, he shouldn't have walked out there in the street. <laughs> get into a confrontation instead of breaking it up, they pull their phone out. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers be sitting there taking pictures of you, uh, <laughs> shit happening to you. You be drunk and shit, they just be taking videos. Yo, don't yeah. stop taking videos, you hoe ass nigga. Like, get get him some water, get him some coffee. Right. You know what I'm saying? This individual is compromised and in a vulnerable state with you. And, and but but when you when you have when you haven't been a protector. You wouldn't even understand that shit. Facts. When you ain't never had to look out for motherfuckers and make sure that motherfuckers get home, I done hung out with Carl and I done had Carl back supremely. I done been out with six, six and a half my back supreme to the utmost. We done hung out, been to shows and shit like that. And, yep. and six would be able to like, yo, yep. And six would be like, yo, you good? No, I'm like, I'm watching, bro. He's like, oh, you. So I, all right, I'm about to have a drink then. Since you on duty, <laughs> I'm about to, right. I'm about and to that's have a drink. That's, and that's the way it goes. Go. Exactly. If right. you ain't if you ain't that type of guy and you ain't never had to worry about the crew or you are worried about the crew, it's a less it's less respect in the in the room. If you're always the person that's the the the, the, the wolf at the top of the hill watching over the valley, you don't ever find yourself in any other position. That means everybody else is putting that on your shoulders, mm-hmm. or or they just they, they're avoiding taking on that responsibility because you've always been that one. You know what I'm saying? That's why it should it should it should be one of them things where it's an unspoken rule that it pivots. You know what I'm saying? Like because I'm not gonna always be sharp, or I might be as sharp as I can be in, in these circumstances, but it's not sharp enough. So now we need two people or three mm-hmm. people or the whole group to be just mm-hmm. as sharp because this is a new environment or a new scenario. But we're trying to we're trying to be successful on the back end of this, and depending on one person to be sharp is not enough. 
You know what well, I'm saying? I take it even to take that analogy even further and even just what we all do for each other, just like supporting each other, like outside of just and being a physical physical space and thinking about, you know, watching each other's back, but iron sharpens iron. Like we supporting each other and hold you know, holding each other accountable, like all these things that we really need to continue to grow and that's how men grow is having these groups you know mm-hmm. these groups of people that they can actually like trust because you know it's a lot of motherfuckers that you can't even think to let them get that close to you there's no, only a few people especially you know, nowadays oh man and, and I, I send your ass off i send you off in a heartbeat especially if you ain't crew Please. I will send you the fuck off. I will send you the fuck off and do it. Still do. Motherfucker asking too many questions. Yeah. And yep. none of the questions are important <laughs> to the overall program. Like, yeah, this motherfucker ain't shit. Yep. I started know. I know what you are. I know what yep. you are. I will send you the fuck off. Cause I know what I know what you are. I know what you are. But it's a, it's imperative and it's important for me, at least. And I know for y'all to make sure that the integrity, the dexterity, and the respect amongst the group is there and it's confirming it's solid. I'm not letting nothing happen to my guys, man. I ain't never let been out with Creed and we, whether we went out for drinks or whether we went to uh, one of his boys parties or whatever it is, I ain't never been in a situation where I can't see him and see what he doing and pay attention to it. Even if I am talking to a chick, I always have had situational awareness. Even when we, when we hanging out any, anywhere where we've been, I've always put myself in a position to see where he is. And if I can't, I'll walk up to him and go, yo, you good? I'm about to go over here. Are you good if I go over there? Right? Yep. I, ain't never, I ain't never just abandoned my guy. Hey, I'm outside. If you need me, I'm on the balcony of the, of the yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. All right? This is where I am. I ain't never been a person to, to just abandon my guy. Ever. Ever. The reason why I even started this conversation was just to make a point to somebody who asked me a question. Because we're just talking about personal accountability and we're talking about group accountability amongst men. Cause she asked me, uh, why don't we ever uh have some some smoke for dudes who got multiple baby mamas and don't take care of their kids and blah blah blah. And I talk, well, I don't run in those types of circles, so I don't meet, I don't, I don't interact with those types of men. So we never, our Venn diagrams don't overlap. You know what I'm saying? And I told, her, I said, I, I run in a circle of productive, you know, professional men, and we have a a certain, we have certain uh levels of respect that we require for each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I've been told, I said, there's a hierarchy that shifts and it fluctuates depending on where we are in these types of circles. Like, when this podcast, O takes the lead. You know what I'm saying? I let, I, I have no choice but to allow you to do the driving. If I'm getting off track, you always steer things back in the right direction or whatever. And that's respected. You see what I'm saying? If you were in my bubble, it, I already know you expect me to be the one driving because I invited you into my bubble. You know, Creed the same way, Smith the same way. And we're not mm-hmm. the same dude. We're, we're far from being the same dude, but there's an unwritten understanding. There's an understanding that we have amongst men that that we act, actually execute on. And I don't see that too much nowadays Yeah, amongst men or women. I don't know what it's like amongst women, but I do know what it's like. I've seen it amongst men my whole entire life. I've been, un, been around nothing but men who move like this. And let me say this off of what you said about men who uh who, who you've never been around men who don't take care of your, take care of their kids. If you are a man who does not take care of his kids, you are a sucker. 
you're a pussy nigga. And yes, and you are a failure. If you have kids and you are not there for your kids, and I ain't even talking about financially, because you may not have it. And I understand that times it's hard, motherfuckers fuck up. They like to doing bullshit all the goddamn time. I get that. You are not involved. If you can't teach your kids how to ride a bike, tie their shoes, or how this world works, you are shit. You're useless, man. You're useless. You should be able to apply something that you've learned to better your kids so they don't make the mistakes that you learn. I will I will cut some of them guys some bail and go and say that if you're a female who stands in the way of your children's father being active in their lives, you're a piece of shit. If you're making him fight you for Just time with his children because you feel you feel slighted and you need to be vindictive, then you're a problem. Yes, to the women, if you are in your emotions and you are not letting these men see their kids, you fit the same criteria because you are stopping. Both y'all did that together. That child, those children were made between the both of you all. You all got together, created coitus, did coitus, and and y'all made conception of kids, children. That's that's both of you all. And if you are keeping that man from seeing his children because y'all y'all don't get along you mad because he chose he chose a better woman or he you don't like the woman that he with or he you lives at home with his mom better, bro you can't say a woman is better bro you just gotta say another woman you can't say because all of them are tens bro i'm a goddamn asshole for saying that because i keep forgetting all women are nines and dimes i'm Son so sorry about that Son bitch, of a goddamn asshole fuck Son me a bitch fuck me sideways <laughs> but if you are out here Keeping men from seeing their children, you go in that group as well. Yeah, it's because these children. I do not. If I and I don't know because the majority of guys that I hang hang with, y'all, big bro Ken, big bro Ed, like all these are 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 good solid men who take care of their kids, got their kids in good positions. If I'm around a dude who ain't taking his kids, I probably don't. That part that like. I can't even have a conversation with a deadbeat ass nigga because I don't know Man. none. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know how them conversations go. First of all, it's like I feel like we had a point in our discernment that you could feel when you were around a fuck nigga like that and your skin just like, ugh, I just want to take a shower. Like, ugh, gross. Like I just ugh, that, that energy is gross to tell men when, too. I can tell when I'm around a, a fuck ass nigga and a fuck ass female. I can tell. I can tell like immediately. I'm like this motherfucker is not on my level. I'm 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 moving in the wrong mm-hmm. ecosystem. I need to change my ecosystem because I'm I'm in the wrong you know what I'm saying proximity of these people. They shouldn't even be on my radar right now. I'll ask you this, six. What are some of the cues? Not for me, but for those who are listening, because they may say, well, I don't understand those cues. All right. It sounds crazy, but it's usually like the first I, the first question I even ask, I ever ask anybody, especially if they're over the age of 30, is if they have any children. Like, you got kids? And then once they start talking, if they start making excuses about the other parent, then I know there's some bullshit involved right off the bat. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I just ask if you got kids, you like, yeah, uh, they're blah, blah, blah. Go tell you how old they are, what grade they're in. When they start slandering the opposite 
you know, saying the other parent or whatever, then I know that it's some bullshit involved. Because a person, people never tell you how fucked up they did. They always say how fucked up somebody else did. There it is. Mm-hmm. They always pass the blame. Yep. yep. They always pass the blame. Like, how uh, many baby daddies you got? How many baby mamas you got? If my father got five, like five and six baby mamas, nigga, you the problem. You but guess what? After I'm gonna tell you the crazy part about it though. He the problem, but he's not the he's not the overall issue because that, oh, that's how, the problem that's how, that's how, because society actually the reason why we have so many children out here is because for one, women pick a certain type of dude. Yep. Otherwise, otherwise, a lot of these niggas who can't get no pussy would be getting pussy. So if if seven of these broads, six of these broads is giving this nigga kids without no commitment, is it really on him? No. Or is it, or, or he just he they're 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 catfish at the bottom of the lake. You see what I'm saying? And they don't know how to choose. They 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 dream of something better, but they always get slick talked by this dude over here who just so mm-hmm. good at getting pussy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Women, women control the access to sex. I don't control access to getting pussy. That if I did, that would be rape, right? Yeah, you know that's that's just what it is. But I mean, not not to even go down that rabbit hole, but just right. the whole idea of like the hierarchy of things, man. Like I, if, I wouldn't even have a guy like that in my circle where I had to keep him check. Hell no. I think another one of the cues is a motherfucker that always got something to say about everybody. Yeah. Yes. Always, always shit talking people. Yeah. Hating and shit. Yeah. You no, know he doing it to, about you too when he talking. Absolutely. To else. When you're not around, he when 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 the next person isn't around, he shit talk them too. Uh, I this, knew a I knew a homie that had a 2020 car. Right, that's the car that he went and got. When he left the group. The motherfucker said, "Uh, shit, well, it ain't a 2022." I was like, "Yo, I'm out." I'm out. And everybody said, yeah, I'm about to go. <laughs> like, everybody broke out. I ain't gonna say who it was, but everybody's like, yo, it ain't a 2022, it ain't a 2023. And everybody just looked. And they looked at me. I was like, I'm out. I gotta go. Like, cause nigga, if I ain't driving, what you saying about me? <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. And you know, you know that's a hating hoe-ass nigga if he got to sit around and talk about everything that somebody else is doing. Like, so that means also that there's, that means that he He's uh, he uh, he knows about the gaps in his life, but he don't want to address them Mm-mm. because he knows he knows to talk about your shit more than to do something about his own. Yeah, it's a it's a deflection. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. always and motherfuckers like that are deflectors and they're divisive. And I I'm like, all right, cool. And if you point it out to them, they get upset. They'd be the same ones. I know a couple of dudes like that. They just be the same ones. Be asking for me to put them on at my job. Like I work in HR or some shit. Like, look, nigga, put in an application. Never, they never do. Yeah. But then they always bitching and complaining about, well, you always kicking it, you always going. I heard you went out. You ain't, you ain't invite me for what, nigga? For what? Yeah. I, you know what? I drink. I drink. I drink expensive drinks. I don't drink bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I, if I'm going out, we going out to have dinner. You know what we're going to eat at, my guy? We're going to the steakhouse. We're gonna eat like this. Mm-hmm. You not just gonna get an appetizer while we out here eating entrees, my dude. And when we out here zelling and cash apping each other our portion of the bill or whatever the fuck, what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I, I I I read you. I know you. I see you. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I got to be able to read you and see you in order to determine whether or not you fit into my circle. I'd be a fucking fool to just invite anybody into my my 
my circle just because they're a cool ass nigga. You know what I mean? And, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't invite a nigga who, who carry ratchets around all the time to them same types of events. No, no. Bruh. No, no. You have a that guy has a has a place. Mm -hmm. And that is not his place. Yeah. And you don't want to mix the, the ratchet dude in the place where he shouldn't be because that's where you get problems. <laughs> first time, the first time somebody look at him funny, he swears disrespect. Yes, sir. And he gonna think it's blick time. <laughs> yeah. Those are insecure people. They feel judged and shit. That's because somebody see right through them. Yeah, they, they they always think that you're looking at them and you see something. It's not that I see something; it's that you know that it's there and you need to do something about it. But you blame it on me because you ain't done the work. You ain't done the work for it. You know what I mean? So you looking at me? What, what you looking at? What you looking at? No, I ain't looking at you, fam. You invite a nigga out to the bar. He show up in an eight ball jacket. What I'm supposed to think? What I'm supposed to think? <laughs> you got on the eight ball jacket, but an eight ball jacket that's a black Air Force ones. What I'm supposed uh -oh. to think? I, I, I know what time uh -oh. it is. I know what time. Oh, it is. Like, like first thing I'm like, I'm like, like what up, dude? You leave it in the car. Well, when I give you that, when I give you that handshake and in a hug, I'm gonna ask you, are you dirty? Man, dirty. I'm paying attention. Like, right. you know, it smell like cologne. It smell like weed. Mm -hmm. you know, I know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? I peep. I'm peeping it. Now and let me say it. this. It ain't the weed smell that bothered me. It's the attitude and, and the presentation. Yeah, because I say it like this: if you can, you can conduct yourself like a like like a like a stand up dude, smell like weed, or you can be walking around acting all pensive and intense because you know you're being judged because you smell like weed. Now, it's those two different types of dudes. Though. Those are never the same guy. No, you know, so I've been in places smell like straight gas, and I moved around the room like I belong there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how I know I needed to live in California because I literally treated Chicago like California, like the same way Facts. that I'll be. Like, and he know what I'm talking about. Like, I <laughs> literally, since Matt know me and we, and he's like, oh, you smoke? Yep. Out in public when it was illegal in the month, I used to Bruh. not give up. Downtown, not giving a fuck. I business, business. In that way, in that, don't listen, care. the motherfucker was so he was more brazen than I was. <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to bow down to him. And I'm like, yo, you on another but, level, my but guy. to speak, but to speak to what Six just said, I was bold, but I was also very discreet about the way I did it at the same exact time. It was like I was bold and discreet at the same time because I still I, wanted, I was the same way when I was in Chicago, bro. I used to be all downtown. I'd be on the L on the platform on the L waiting on the train. I'll blaze real quick before I sit down. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't gonna just sit in a in a train car and just blow the whole fucking car. No, out. no, you know what no, I mean? no, 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 no. But, let me say saying, this about let me say to do things. Let me right say back. this about let me say this about my guy. We would go for a walk in the neighborhood, in the vicinity of where we worked. And mm -hmm. he would he would, you know what I'm saying, do his cheech and chong. And we'll walk back to the job. And there's a couple times he did it like right out there. No one knew it was him doing it. I said, yo, he, he cold-blooded, bro. <laughs> he cold-blooded. <laughs> and he had tricks to it. And I, you know, I ain't gonna reveal it, but he made <laughs> he made me buy some of these same tricks. So, you know, you I, 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 could, I could do some of the same shit. I was like, yo, my guy, 
I fuck with you, dog. I, I, I just I fuck with you. We have too many similarities, but as as he continued to do it, I fell back from it because I had the youth program and, and the representation. Mm, I remember. Yeah, the representation had to be on point, so I didn't want yeah. I didn't want that being seen. I, and people go, "Yo, well, you can't be doing that. How are you responsible for kids if you're doing that?" Easily, bitch, because I know how to relate to the, relate to the children. I know what they're missing. Like, this has nothing to do with them. This is what I do. This is what actually keeps me from knocking your fucking head sideways. You know what I mean? So, but wow. yeah, yeah, but yeah. So uh, the, the respect, <clears throat> let me go back to that. The integrity and respect factor is, is very big for me. It's very big for you guys. It's very big for Smith. It's very big to everybody in our circle. Amongst the men that we hang out, out with, any, any of us can bring all those men together and let them put them in a room. And there probably wouldn't be that much friction. But if you throw one fuck boy in that room, there's going to be a problem. And they're going to know who it is. Mm-hmm. They're going to know who it is. Everybody's going to be able to pinpoint them. I'm, everybody knows me. I'm the quiet guy. Everybody knows what I'm doing. Oh, and let me answer that question to the person who said that. When you see me being quiet on this podcast, it's not that I don't know the topic or the discussion that's going on. It's just I, I like to hear other people talk and give their opinion. It's not that I don't know how to talk or speak on the subject matter. I prefer mm-hmm. to let my brothers talk and speak on it as well. And oftentimes, right. my other my other side of quiet, of me being quiet, is confirmation that I agree with what they're saying. I don't have to speak. I don't have to speak. I'm not one of these guys that need to talk all the fucking time. Everybody knows that I know how to shut the fuck up and not say nothing. I mean, it's just giving space to the whole point. If you're hosting something and you have other people on there, you can't dominate the whole conversation anyway. That's not Man, when you got more or host. When you got two or more people, you're basically moderating at that point. Exactly. And the point is, is everyone knows that I don't like to hear myself talk. So you don't hear me. You don't hear me doing that stupid ass shit. Y'all go ahead and talk. Y'all speak. The whole point is inviting my guys on so we can have a cluster of conversations and different opinions, whether we agree or not. It's it's a whole, it's, it's open for dialogue. We are not trying to debate and, and shoot each other down and say, you don't know what you, you, what you're saying is wrong and dumb and stupid. We ain't here to do all that clown ass shit. Right. I if, agree. You, if you prefer that, then go to one of those other podcasts. There's plenty of them out there. Oh, hey, yeah. hi, hater, to the person that be watching, tell them motherfuckers about, you know, hey, what's going on? Appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate your business. <laughs> you bitch. It's, it's interesting, though, man. It's like, I just, like I said, the only reason why I started asking those questions is because I know, like, based on what you were saying about our conversation um, with the astrophysicists. His name escapes me right now, but Ronald Gamble, Ronald Gamble. And we were and you were talking about how he, uh, you know, he he stayed mum on certain topics because, of course, he had he had to represent what he represents. And I was thinking about how like how little of that is actually uh, present in a lot of our social interactions in the world when it comes to certain groups of people. And I think, like like I said, it comes down to the hierarchy and, and who fits into your circle and who doesn't. Like I got buddies who who I'm close with who keep it on them at all times. Facts. You know what I'm saying? 
And it's kind of crazy to me. It blows my mind sometimes that we at the age that we are and they still feel the need to kind of move like that. But I know that that becomes part of like ingrained the longer you live in a certain lifestyle. And then you got other people who kind of like, you know what I'm saying? They, they, their whole goal and purpose in life is to climb the corporate ladder and find success down that path. And we tight as, and thick as thieves as well. So for all of us who kind of like pursue our dreams and our goals in various ways, if I'm in a presence under any circumstance that I feel like I'm supposed to be in a leadership capacity, I have no problem stepping into that role because I understand the, the social contract amongst us. Mm -hmm. And you get what I'm saying? But I don't think a lot of people honor those social contracts amongst themselves or each other because they be out here in the world, you know what I'm saying, posting each other business online and, and, and you know what I'm saying, talking down on each other when they screw up something, even though they was present and didn't do anything to prevent that screw up. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying they be feeling like, oh, they grown. I ain't going to step into where they grown. But why are you out there in the world with them like that if you're going to leave them out there naked like that? Bong, bong. If you don't think I'm the type of person that you want to be around, don't fuck with me. Man, it keeps you. It, it keeps you from talking about me, having conversations with me, or dealing with me at all. If you don't fuck with me, don't fuck with me. It's very simple. One hundred. Me and Creed know a couple people that we we he introduced me to. We don't fuck with them no more. I told Creed, yo, I don't fuck with them. I don't. You do your thing, but I don't fuck with. Them. And he had to find out what it was like too. Like, yo, I don't fuck with them. Mm -hmm. People gonna show their true colors eventually. Absolutely. Like, you know Absolutely. what's funny? Like the examples that you were given earlier, I've literally had several encounters in LA of exactly these things happening and why they're negative. We went out to a super crowded club. One of the homies who literally I've been known for years since I've been out here just left. He didn't even tell us that he left and this is like a fucking crowded ass place and he's not like the tallest guy so it would be hard to see him immediately too so mm -hmm. it was like bro all you had to do was shoot a text and say I don't like this you know it's, he didn't like that it was so crowded that's why he left but at least let us know like he didn't tell us to the next fucking day it was like dude you know and then other, you know, the, the whole like snakiness where you can't really trust the person because they really, you know, on some frenemy type shit, you know, like you got to weed all that type of shit out. Yeah. You know, when people be acting weird, it's like. Eh. And and in this in this day and time where everything's being captured on video and on tape, you know, there used to be some some respect amongst men and some privacy and, and, and order where if you were out of order. You know, getting slapped in your face or getting your ass beat put things back into perspective and, and we could mm -hmm. move on. Now everybody think everybody wants to sound tough or think they mm -hmm. tough and act like they're tough, but it leaves these gaps in between because the people that you're around and thinking they're tough, they're still not putting things back where they're supposed to be. Everybody's just out, out here acting lawless. There should be, again, like you said, Six, there should be a hierarchy. There should be a group of responsible men around each other. And when you're not, all type of shit going to happen. All type of bullshit is going to happen. And I, I I prefer to be around the guys that I'm around, man. Hey, if I'm head over heels over abroad and y'all know I'm off my shit, let me know. If y'all know that this chick may get me into some bullshit, let me know. Now, I safeguard myself from stuff like that because I never want to be in a situation where I where I go off the rails and fuck some shit up over 
over a chick, especially one that's not my wife. You know what I mean? So I that's stay away. A conversation, it is. I, it is. I just had to talk to somebody. It is. That. But it. it let me know though you know what i mean but right. there are there are guys out here who will who are willing to risk it all over that type of situation mm-hmm. however yep. for for me for myself and for my guys and, and and for the integrity of the of the group and anything that we got going on i love my guys and and i appreciate my guys and i respect my guys enough to know that whatever happens if we are together i got their back and they got mine and that ain't just ain't on, on no fighting shit or, or shoot them up bang bang shit. That's knowing that whatever I can do to provide or help, I'm I'm there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let y'all slip out to slip out and, and, and hurt yourself or do some fully funny shit. Facts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Facts. I think that that's a big thing too. Like to your point, like there's a lot of guys out here who just didn't have or don't have any type of uh, male leadership in their lives mm. to actually give them that, that blueprint, that template that they need to know what is and isn't acceptable amongst men. So they kind of like just moving out here emotionally void of any type of real structure. You know what I'm saying? It's like they just act on their feelings versus like kind of saying, you know what? This ain't a good look for me and the people on with. Let me step out and let's kind of like, let's regroup. Let me get my guys together. Let them know what's going on. And let's regroup. What happened is you find out your boy over here fighting a group of niggas and he ain't got no business fighting because he and his feelings about some shit. And now you, because that's your, he came with you, now you either got to drag him up out of there and, and defend him or take that L with him. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. guys don't have that. They don't understand the hierarchy. They just, they, they go rogue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, don't, don't, want, don't want those type of issues, especially as older men who are focused on things that, more valuable to us and our families you know and with you six having kids i, I definitely know like i don't want to put my guy in a situation where we in here doing some some stupid dumb rowdy shit over something mm-hmm. i said to somebody you know what i mean or because I, I got your i got your girl number or, or whatever it may be so yeah, yeah we avoid silly that's shit, thing. shit like that i think also just having a real firm grasp and realization of what it is that Men, what what responsibility men own the situation on their side, and the other guys or the other females own on their side of the situation. That's really ownership, understanding that ownership, and, and having some sort of uh, accountability and respect for the people that you with is always going to be a, a a good tool to, to carry with you. I mean, you got to have discernment. You got to say, you know what? I know I'm finding all of these chicks in this club attractive, and they give me some play and blah blah blah. I'm probably going to smash one or two of them. But I, I'm, you got you to ask yourself, okay, if I'm peeping this chick out, I need to understand that maybe she got a baby daddy in the crib. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she, maybe her, her mama keeping her kids and she got three or four baby daddies. Or, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get no jam because maybe her baby daddy out here in the club looking for her because she don't even know he here. And if he, if he walk up on me trying to spit some game and some shit might pop off and she ain't going to be honest about it. You know, all types of shit could go wrong. I've seen a lot of everything I'm calling out. I've seen those scenarios play out. Oh, it plays out. And, and that's no, why it's no. always important to ask questions. It, it, no matter where you are. Questions. I'm telling you, I ask motherfuckers, Harvey, how many kids you got? You got kids? How many you got? You know what I'm saying? What kind of work you do? How that often do you see shit. your kids? Yeah, those are important questions, especially. Who, where like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you got kids? Where your kids at right now? You here? Where your kids at? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are they with my mama? They with blah blah blah. They with the, I, I almost never hear are they with their dad. It's mm-hmm. crazy. That let me know I with that. That means that that's the key indicator that the the environment that I'm in is that environment, mm-hmm. and I need to move accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I make I make enough money where I know what I got to lose, mm-hmm. and I'm not finna jeopardize what I got at stake over these types of interactions. But that's, that's only fine. because I that's only because I I know how to read the room and I understand my part of the social contract. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Dude, a lot of times you could tell without even barely talking to some people when it's the type of outfit they wearing. Yep. The type of outfit she got on. What Homer how, how short is her dress? Like, how short is her dress? Uh well, how many tattoos she got? <laughs> Any of them in her face? <laughs> the the face tattoo is pretty much an indicator of just some fuckery. Cause like the that the the average person. That is trying to be productive in society. It's not putting a fucking tattoo on their damn face. Not on their face. Like, maybe, I mean, neck is starting to become more acceptable than it was in the past. But that's even kind of pushing it, I feel like, depending on what you're trying to do. Any of those things, though, is a psychological component to all of it. Like people oh, who yeah. work out all the time, you know what I'm saying? They want to feel that pain, they want to feel that burn. There's a psychological component to that. It ain't it ain't just about mm-hmm. being healthy and being and massive and shit like that. It's a psychological mm-hmm. component. So a person mm-hmm. who chooses body art, they want to feel that. Yeah. So that means that they're 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 wired to something emotionally, something that, that mm-hmm. they can feel. And they end up with tons of tattoos and shit like that. Or they get tattoos mm-hmm. in weird places or piercings in weird places. Yeah, there's it, there's a there's a beauty to to the art itself, but the, the the personal aspect of the psychological, yep. you know what I'm saying, and that's something to be considered. So like, okay, this this chick has really is really dealing with some things, or has dealt with some things, and this is how she dealt with it. Because some people cut themselves, some people some people burn themselves with cigarettes, some people choose to drink them, their lives away, some people smoke yeah. all the time. You know what I'm saying? So there's different different components to that. There are those who go to the gym to work out to release their dopamine or whatever. There are those who go to the gym to work out so they don't fucking kill people. That's why they're there to work out. Yep. Yeah. Nobody out. We're not a monolith. <laughs> hmm. I'll definitely be looking for those little light little scratchy scars on legs and arms because they be that shit is way more common than I thought. Like yeah, inner thighs and shit like that. Yes, so that's right, the, right, that's right, on it, like right around their panty line and shit. Yeah, that's where they be doing it. Places where yeah. you might not see it like immediately, you just have to be paying attention. But yeah, I was like, uh oh, yeah. Yeah, like they learn, and then you know, like like you say, take about twenty-seven or twenty-eight days to form a habit. Twenty, about the same amount of time, amount of time to break a habit. Imagine going through that and doing different measures of that for decades never getting over it never really dealing with it never facing it, never getting any therapy anything that you you get what you get and these people are out here interacting with us in the social in social circles yeah mm. that got to be that got to be hardcore man to, to have yeah. to deal with that yeah, yeah. i'm not a, i'm not no psychoanalyst or nothing like that but these are just observations i've made and conversations i've had with different people like guys deal with their stress and their traumas differently, mainly yeah, mainly because yeah. we don't we've never really given we've never really been given opportunity and platforms to express those emotions in, in the mm-hmm. ways that, that 
females get when they grow up. You know what I'm saying? Girls get to cry it out, come run to somebody and blah, blah, blah. Whereas we told the man up early. Yeah, tuck that well, shit away. That's why we end up with these um mass shootings every few shit, months. Suicide. Suicide, suicide amongst suicide. men is always sky high. I mean, both of those things go hand in hand. And a lot of times it's both because they do it and then kill themselves. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's something wrong with society that something like that isn't like, oh, wow, that's horrible. Not, hmm, they, that's a good idea. I think I'm going to do that because that's what somebody is saying that's a good idea because the shit happened again a few weeks later. I'm I think surprised it's, we haven't heard of anything in a while, but they probably just haven't been reporting shit. Just cause out of just like just just let them live. <laughs> I think it's what, what what they call a normalization thing, where yes. everybody wants to no, like make things just make it normal. Don't judge, no judgment, no shame, no judgment, no shame. You know what I'm saying? So it's like once you once you start to normalize things and people start finding like minded people who share those same types of experiences and ideas, mm-hmm. now you create this echo chamber. And now everybody else is wrong with that group. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody who's dealt with those types of traumas or whatever, now they have a, it becomes like a cult. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They share the same ideas. Now the rest of us are wrong because we didn't share those experiences. We're the problem. You know All right. I, I want to say this real quick. I want to say this because we brought up suicide. To any young man, young woman who is feeling trapped or feel like no one understands them or no one wants to help them, if you're feeling suicidal, man, get help. Please do get help, man. There are people out there who can help you out. If you need to talk to somebody, get a counselor or someone, uh, a shrink, whatever it is, seek help, seek counseling, man, because it's that doesn't fix the problem, especially for young men or young women who have children. You're not fixing the problem. You are causing your family and other loved ones around you even more problems after you have committed suicide and hurt and done harm to yourself, you've taken yourself out of the family dynamic and you've placed other people in a more stressful situation. I am also saying that because last year when my mom died, a friend of mine invited us over to his place to hang out with him. All five of us walked into his place to see him standing in the, uh, in the, in a doorway between like the kitchen and the front room. He turns around, he speaks to us, he takes his gun out, and he blows his fucking brains out the back of his fucking skull. Damn. So um, if there's if there's a problem, we don't know why. Um, I have to deal with his mom now because she allegedly believes that we did it. Um, there's a lot going on with that situation. Maybe I should have said something, maybe I shouldn't, but if you are dealing with suicidal thoughts, get help. I don't know why he did that. We'll never know. Um, it was a mess to clean up, but seek help. Seek help. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know what that solves. I don't know if that resolves any issues. But there are other people that you leave with tons and tons of questions about what was wrong. How come you never said nothing? And I do believe there is a person that does know why he did it, but. Um, She's accusing us of doing it. So, wow, yeah, that is, uh, that's that's heavy. And I'll say I this again: I had to deal with this while my motherfucking mama was dealing with cancer. 
So I had a ton of shit going on. Not just, not just, not just my mom and not just that, but there's a ton of shit that was going on that I never said nothing about. So uh, I'm I'm done venting. But you know, um, I get it. So I appreciate you opening up about that, bro. Yeah. It bothers the fuck out of me because I'll say this also, during the same period of time, a guy that I worked with, may he rest in peace, he took his own fucking life as well. You don't know what people are actually dealing with yeah, out yeah. here. Yeah. Just don't know. You think about it like think about it like this though, bro. Like amongst us, like we don't have like these conversations to me be cathartic. We get on the get on the podcast, we shoot the shit, and we just talk about different le- levels and layers of, of uh what we consider to be uh just our general conversation. They could go they could get real deep, they could go into the lane of funny, they could go into the lane of seriousness. But it's cathartic for me because these are conversations that I don't, there aren't very many outlets to have these types of conversations socially. You get what I'm saying? Most people aren't even on our level when it comes to these types of thoughts and, and, and concepts. Mm-hmm. So, like, to be able to have these conversations, we could talk about art, music, we could talk about just dating, we could talk about family, all of these different things, and all of the conversations tend to flow. And I think that men need to probably have more of these types of group settings. They don't have to necessarily yes. be a podcast. We could right. just, you know how like get together, just have a conversation, have some drinks, have some dinner and just talk. You know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of it comes down to, again, judgment and shame. A lot of people are scared to feel the feel shame. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're scared they're going to be judged. And they just rather not say a word because of the, the fear fear of what they might feel like behind it because they don't trust the circle that they're in. The reason yeah. why they don't have that trust there is because the hierarchy isn't established. That, there it you is. There it is. I say it because I don't mind saying it. And uh, for me to deal with that last year amongst everything else that was I was dealing with, it was a lot to deal with. And at Word. some point, me, so me and another friend from that group, um, we got into a fight, right? And it ended very, very fast. Um, I, I fucked his ass up and he went to the hospital. We haven't talked since that shit happened. But the whole point was, is like, like, yo, y'all know I got all this shit going on. Y'all know I'm trying to get, take care of my mom and get my mom together. Why, why is everybody trying to push things my way? Like, y'all don't have the time to do this shit. So it was, it was a big argument, man. Me and he said some stupid shit. And I was like, yo, right now we just ain't that cool. We just ain't that cool right now. And because we ain't that cool, like, I need an ass whooping out this. I don't even know if I should be saying that, but I was just, I, I just had a lot going on, man. And it was just like, yo, I don't, I don't feel like dealing with this shit no more. And the fact Sorry. that you all have, have the time and, and the energy to help you all putting it on my plate. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be the person to deal with. It. I got shit. My mother's more important now. Sorry. Right. Of course. So they try to delegate it down to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a couple That's of them cool. did, but the but the other one, he was like, "Yo, I got it, man. I got. I know that you got a bunch of stuff going on." And no, no, he can do with he he can do with his mama, right? Negro, my mother is in the hospital. Yeah, but see, that's when you learn where people actually stand, man. Yeah, I learned. I learned a lot about that guy. Yeah, I learned a lot about that guy. Yeah, especially after the ass whooping too. You know, telling everybody that you know all the other stuff that he was saying, but. It is what it is, man. You, you know, at some point, and I and 
I'm thankful for relationships like that as well, because when it goes wrong and it goes wrong like that, it lets me know that you was, you know, you was always looking, looking for a reason to say some shit or do some shit. Yep. Yeah. You, you always yep. felt that way. You just never said yep. it. And then in a moment of weakness for all of us, where a friend gets hurt and then, well, my mom is sick. You thought that you had that advantage when you really didn't. And I he tell you about it. He thought that was going to improve his position in the hierarchy. No. <laughs> No, because everybody that has ever done some shit to me like that, you know, you gon' you gonna get yours. You gonna mm-hmm. get it. You no, know, I'll you know, but whatever. But yeah, to 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 the people out there, man, who need help, go go get help, seek help, seek professional help. If you if there's a if there's a pastor that you can talk to, go talk to a pastor. Go talk right. to a pastor. My man's blew his brains out and left two or three kids behind. Mm. You know, it's, it sucks that, you know, men more often than women decide to go that route to delete themselves. It's just like we, from day one, just been held accountable for the things that we have done or not done. And it ain't no fantasy magic pill or magic surgery or magic anything that we can do to make shit not suck if we didn't do what the fuck we're supposed to do so the reason why bro go ahead a a lot of men just they don't think there's a way out that's why they they choose that but the the way out is to just go within and build yourself up but you know when people decide to do that, they might have depression. There might be so many other factors that they decide to even go down that road. But I think the reason why what what you described actually why it is where it is is because we are almost never validated for our, on our bad decision making. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we don't get to say, "Well, I was young and dumb." You know what I'm saying? Or I just did what made me happy. Or no shit like that, cause that's that's some shit that don't that don't sound manly. That's not manly shit to say. The, you know what the, I'm saying? The, the most legal way we would get is the youth thing, and that's way short of a period of time yep. than it is for women. I feel like I had a chick They'll tell give me us that a little bit. <laughs> I had a chick tell me she had a she had a child. Her daughter's like five or six years old now, so she was like 38, 39 when she had her. And I, we were just talking about it. I never questioned about the relationship between her child's father, but she kind of like started immediately like shitting on what type of dude he is and stuff like that. And uh, she was like, I was just young and dumb. And I'm like, 38 ain't young. No, that's what I'm thinking. Like 38 is you seasoned, man. You over the hill, really. You middle age, young yeah. and dumb. You yeah. really ain't supposed to be making them types of moves. You just randomly, you fucked a random nigga you ain't know nothing about, got a baby out the deal. Just say that. You know what I mean? You was, you was hot and horny. You was hot. Right, you was horny. Y'all, y'all, y'all had y'all had the same intentions, and you got pregnant. Now don't you ain't got to fucking you ain't got to shoot him down and then minimize your responsibility at the same time. Just say what it is, and then she's like, "Well, he don't want to have nothing to do with her." Like, well, he probably don't even know you. He probably like it ain't about him not wanting to have nothing to do with her, but he probably don't believe that's his child because he don't know you like that. It's a it's a lot of shit that could factor in, and I'm not shooting him no mm-hmm. bail, but I do understand. You know what I'm saying? Women don't get that that same bail because they get to carry the child for nine months and then give birth. So there's no question that it's her child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just one of those things. We just that's how society is built. Hell, the laws that are 
the laws that we have in, the, in any society across the globe aren't to protect us. No, sir. It protects them. It's to keep it's to keep them safe, keep women and children safe. And you know what I'm who, saying? And then to, to go even deeper, because the whole nature of man is to protect yep. who made the laws. Man. The man. To protect their ass. Nigga, the reason why child support is such a fucked up system is because some men said we need to hold have some checks and balances for these reckless niggas out here with these reckless dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now it's just kind of out of control. Out of control. Yeah. Out of control. And that hasn't turned into literally print it, yeah, exploiting and preying on the the successful men in our community or young men who may have, you know, become an athlete or something like that to where they actually have a large one fall of money. They literally waiting at the winter circles, rubbing their hand together like Birdman. Like they, that's where they at. Some, and that's those that can do that. Right. That's the ones who can do that. Then you think about like lower down the pecking order. You got the mm -hmm. ones who just have a baby, baby just so they can or get any damn body. welfare. They get just so they can get some assistance in the crib. Girl. You know what I'm saying? They ain't, they didn't have to earn nothing. You know what I'm saying? Men have to earn every bit of even the lowest nigga got to earn something. Yeah, because they don't have okay. the type of benefits. Be there's besides, no there's no bailout. We don't. Nobody's coming no. to save us. Mm -mm. No. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take a break. Like what happened? <laughs> yeah, we back. Go ahead. Like to your point, Creed, when you were saying that. Um, you're disappointed in the choices they be making. It's like there's no there's no shame no more, bro. There's no they don't like they, they, man, it's kind of crazy. Like I I I would be ashamed to be the nigga in my crew that shoplift. Yes, I'd be ashamed to be the nigga in my crew with multiple baby mamas, and I don't provide for none of my kids. That's a I would feel ashamed. You know why? Because guess what? I probably run around a bunch of niggas just like that, and I wouldn't want to be that nigga too. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But that's just my personality, my character. Ain't no shame for a whole phase, bro. Hey, she was just going through a tough time. Instead of seeking mental health, she went and sought some dick and got five or six bodies in a year because why the fuck not? Not thinking about how hard it is. She made it She made it massively easy for five niggas who probably couldn't get no ass or probably shouldn't be fucking. She gave them access to her. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? These niggas might be the lowest of the low. These niggas probably, I, I guarantee you, she running up her body count. It ain't a bunch of businessmen and lawyers. It it's, niggas who, it's, a nigga, it's a nigga who work at the gas station. You know what I'm saying? It's that nigga who work at, you know what I'm saying? He might even have a, he might have a decent job. He might install some cable. You know what I'm saying? But like a nigga who out here actually focused on his purpose and looking for a wife, he's not even going to look in her direction now. Cause she not giving off the energy that this is the type of man she wants. Cause guess what? She giving pussy up to the wrong niggas and gonna potentially have the highest honor for this one of these niggas. She gonna have a baby. You know what I'm saying? You allow you allow this nigga to duplicate his DNA in you. You know what I'm saying? But it's the man fault because he don't got self control enough to not to not fuck you. Think about it. If this nigga been waiting to get some ass, you done made his weight shorter. <laughs> they don't understand how it's literal, actual, strong, focused effort into even putting yourself in position to get some vagina as a man. 
Women yep. literally be like, they just have to be present. I think I want to get some penis. Let me put out an APB that I want some <laughs> penis and some penis will fall yeah. to my lap. I mean, it's easy. Niggas don't be debating on it or nothing. They're going to get dressed. Yeah, like, he'll be in the middle of a 2K game and that message will come through and that nigga bail on that game. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a nigga will be at, I know niggas who was at work who left work early for some pussy. Oh, absolutely. I remember See what I'm time, saying. I literally. Like niggas, if niggas ain't getting pussy like that on a regular, if niggas right. don't have. Oh, they going to make a move. Access, they they going to make a move. They and then she don't move. know. She don't know he that type of nigga. When they dealing with a motherfucker who ain't like that, they be confused low key because I, I'm, you know, I'm at an age where, you know, blessed to have partaken enough to where it's I'm not pressed so I turn the shit down all the time and I don't even think nothing of it you know but it's somebody else and it's crazy because when that's your reality and you talking to somebody else that it ain't it's like you forget almost because I remember I was talking to somebody and I was like you know I don't, it's it's you know it's LA it's too many pretty girls here man that's a dime a dozen I'm trying to get somebody with some substance he was like but but she was pretty though I was like oh damn I forgot y'all be man it's niggas out here bro hurting. it's hurting. niggas out here bro who <laughs> take it a nigga will call you gay for turning down some pussy that's how these niggas oh. out, out here oh are. for sure for niggas, sure that bitches ladies women will will call you gay for turning Nate pussy down. Yes. They don't realize that when you exist on that other plane, that just means that they not allowed on that floor. They just not allowed there. They just you you just so happen to cross paths and you shouldn't have. That's yep. it. That's, That's it. it. That's all. That's it. Those those who out here just fucking and giving it up the way they giving it up and they think they winning. They there's nobody who own a purpose who got a bag and, and actually got a, a a goal in life is ever fucking with them type of people anyway, bro. Nope. We the ones that got the fewest children, if we got any at all. You know what I'm saying? Our 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 kids are, ain't out here troubled and shit like that. Our kids have a purpose and a, and a, a goal and a desire for something else too, because we know what that real purpose is. But when mm-hmm. when everything is driven sexually, that's how you end up with what we got right now. Everything is about sex. Everything about that feeling right now, bro. A man told me that poor people make children rich people make businesses yep. i'll say it again poor people create children rich people create businesses yep one way to stay poor one, one way to remain poor is to have children with before you get to your purpose because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then you just gonna have to stay on that hamster wheel. You can't get off now. Now you, now you stuck. I, I, I'm speaking from the experience of spending my twenties raising children. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My parts of my thirties. My youngest just turned eighteen in December. Good God, man! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's gonna graduate <laughs> high school, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting man. getting her helping get her prom and shit ready, man. That's it's crazy. like this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at with my life, bro. Hey, mm-hmm. and I'm speaking from the experience that I've been fortunate enough to always have this type of grind that outside of all for one, I got all my all my kids with one woman. And we had a family. So this ain't like I'm just out here just got a bunch of bitches and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I know I know what them streets about. 
You know what I'm saying? So I was always going to be on a higher level. That's why that shit don't even exist to me. And it's weird to me to see it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what it looked like to make better choices. You know what I'm saying? But to the whole phase, my guy, mm. niggas whole life be waiting for their whole phase. <laughs> this niggas out here probably going to fuck two bitches in his whole life and they ain't even relationships. This niggas out here, they they never smell pussy. All they're gonna do is beat off to internet porn because they're just not attracted to women. But you know on man? the flip side, but you can always pay for some. The women that choose the put the the small percentage of men that are in their echelon that they want to choose, those men get to definitely absolutely have a whole phase if they want to have one before they settle down and all of that and they absolutely but see, they're, do they're the they're the select they're the select few yeah you know and what see, I'm saying? they take that small demographic and then put that on all men when they choose the poorest men and, and, the <laughs> and then put is, that on everybody and those men don't even make up the biggest percentage of us Mm-mm. That's the crazy thing about it. That's so that the one percent. That's like that's like the that's like that's like eighty percent of the women are fucking twenty percent of the men. Yep. And then saying all men ain't shit, but because they because they only pick it from the same pool, they just keep picking from they keep. That's why niggas have multiple baby mamas, right? It's more that- it's you you more you'll more than likely find a woman with with at least two. Maybe three baby daddies, but that same, they baby daddies got four and five baby mamas. You literally easy. Could, you could you could take a woman and be like, would you rather have a baby with a man who make three hundred thousand dollars a year, but he have three other children, or have a baby with a man who make fifty thousand a year that has no children? She's always gonna pick the three hundred thousand dollar man. Yeah, because she hypergamous. That's hypergamy. But instead of having a mentality like, man, if we don't have all these kids and I'm with somebody I actually care about, maybe we can collectively get to that point and I could also be happy and not be diddling, beating off baby mamas all fucking day long. But they don't have that type of this. foresight. Who's more like, who's more <laughs> like, and the crazy, I'm going to tell you how the flip side of that looks though. Because there's a likelihood she got whatever kids she got, right? He, You already said the $300,000 man got a, what, three or four kids. And a fifty thousand dollar guy has no kids. Mm-hmm. She's going to try to pick the guy who really most likely won't pick her. Oh, of course. And the reason why he won't pick her, his three hundred thousand dollars is good for what he, his lifestyle, and his children, and her bringing her children is always baggage to him. Mm-hmm. It's always baggage to him. You see what I'm saying? That's how that looks. Because women, women want somebody who's going to take care of them, who's going to take they, take the the load. Oh, her. but but to, to speak to that, like the woman in, in my model, the woman doesn't even have kids. She's able to choose which which person. Now, three hundred thousand dollar man, he, of course he'll bring another chick in. She don't got no kids. Yeah. That's the only way she coming in. Three hundred thousand yeah. dollar man ain't taking no chick with no kids, even though he got some. Exactly. He can. Exactly. <laughs> he can, yeah, he, he got. I can flesh. afford it. I can afford, I can afford yeah. it either way, but he not even going to bring like if I can, in If that. he can always, if he could always have a chick with no kids, why would he choose a chick with kids? And nine times out of ten, because they're all picking $300,000 man, he can he always can have a chick yeah. that don't have no kids if he wants. Exactly. Yeah. You know? 
So, and that's fine. But it's just, this is the game. They want the game to be fair. The shit ain't never been fair. The thing and, that and there's, actually, no, there's no way it works in what they consider to be fair. Well, the thing that's the, the funniest about it to me is, for some reason, they get to 35, 40, and then mad that 35 and 40-year-old men don't want them. When you were 20-something, who were you talking to? 35 and 40-year-olds. That's they wanted you when you was that age. That never stops. That never that doesn't change just yeah, because you get film. to the age with the dudes. <laughs> our mentality never changed. We want them young and youthful. We want them, we want that youth and beauty. So we don't want this you have with, to with, with war scars. <laughs> but this the problem. The man that they were dealing with when they was in their 20s, actually 50 now. Yeah, yeah. But they married. Yeah, they, yeah, they went on and got married. The ones that are worth being with that they will want, all of them gone. They already they landed, picked, they, they landed, they they picked the their 25-year-old when they was 38 or whatever the fuck. Got, got her knocked up, married, off in the sunset already. But they didn't choose. They was having fun with all them old niggas. And they, just thought that they, they, they thought they was always going to have options. They thought, oh, when I'm 30-something, I'll just find somebody, my dummy. They were busy dating you when you was 25. When you get to 30-something, the 30-something niggas ain't going to be there for you because they going to be with the 20. They, uh, it's like it's like it's it, a cycle. It's it, a cycle. But it make my head hurt because it's so plain to see. And it's like they get there and they get stupid or something. It's like... <laughs> When you were 25, what was you talking to? 35-year-olds. So why the fuck would a 35-year-old want to talk to you when he could talk to 25-year-olds? Because that's what they've been doing. And, you know, the crazy part about it, 35 is for women is what they call the walk. And if for us is when we getting the dopest. Yeah. We get dope. Like, think about it. It, it takes time It take time to build wealth. Yes. Like, you, unless you're a rapper or an NBA right. player. Right. It takes time to build wealth. So that means for the majority of us, we're not going to get doped about 35 to 40 anyway. Yeah. Between the ages of 35 and 40 is where you start having your own 401k and, you know what I'm saying, your investment things. You, you know, you have a better understanding of your man, understanding of your manhood, yeah. what you can and can't accomplish and what you need to do that takes time. All of these things become true to you. They become a regular part of your reality. You may even have a business that's actually flourishing at this age. You know what I'm saying? You you built a network. You don't have a network at 21. So Nigga, you just out of school or still in school. You then built up all of this shit for the past 15 years. Then you're going to get with some woman that's your age that as soon as y'all go out on two good dates, she's going to be trying to have a fucking kid because she, oh, I'm uh, not her, her doing that. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> doing that. Like, no. <laughs> like, I didn't get here and don't have that baggage, and then I'm about to turn around and be like, "Let me just jag it off." Like, Cree is crazy. Hey, cooking tonight. Stupid though. He said, hey, "Let me go dog. ahead and jag it off, man." <laughs> like, that's dumb. Hey, this nigga cooking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's funny though? Oh, ain't said a word. He's just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to let them get on this cross. Here's the hammer. 
Here's the hammer. Here's the the the, the nails, the big nails for your hands are by the cross. Just, just take it up there with you. Hey, he, go, he, go, he just go he go back away into the bushes like Homer said. Right, I know. I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the emails, my guy. Hey, it is what it is. I don't think I said anything wrong. I'm trying to be no. as respectful as humanly possible there, because at the end nothing the being day, said is wrong. I, I just think it's the it's perspective. It's just what right. you how you interpret it when right. you hear it. Yeah. And this is my experiences and all of that. But again, this is to I, to be completely honest, this is coming from a place of actual love. Like me and, me and six are in a category that we can take advantage of this the situation of how women think. And I still out I, I literally We'll go out on a date with a woman, kind of feel like it ain't work, even if it is. I just, we start talking about it. I'll be advocating for short dudes, and I'm over six feet tall because I'm just like, y'all shooting yourself in the foot. Like, it's not enough men for you to make your pool be this fucking big. It's more of you than us. And then you make your, you they have like a list this big of criteria just to get in the door. It's less of us than you. Like, dumb dumb. Hey, like you making favorite, it harder for yourself. My favorite bar from Kanye. When he says, he says like a thousand years and only one of me. Bro. Yeah, he said that in pure conceit, but it's really a real statement if you put it in ratio terms. Because hey, it is that. Hey, that's a that's an entendre. On so many levels. And on so many levels. Because he's talking about myself. He's talking about me. And as a whole, he's talking about it at the same time. Because it's about, not enough to go around. About my, how unique my perspective is. It's on, you know what I'm saying? It's only one what of I have to, yeah, What I have yeah. to offer. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Make, I'm a one of one. You know what I'm saying? And these females don't be getting it. They don't get it. They don't realize that all the power, all everything that we risk in life as men is for what they have between their legs, bro. That's their womb. And it ain't even just about sex. It's not about right. sex. It's about it's about procreation. It's about the, the, the honor. Yeah. Niggas ain't out here to... I mean, yeah, the shit feel good. It wouldn't feel... If it didn't feel good, we wouldn't do it. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's it's designed to be that way. It's 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 a it's a there's the incentive to complete the task. But mm-hmm. when when but it really works when you actually bond with somebody. We don't have relationships like that no more out here, man. You know what I'm saying? That's why the whole the phrase parabinding is a is an actual thing. You know mm. what I'm saying? When the two get together and they actually got to make that connection, they tend to stay together. Yeah. But people who don't make those connections tend to be out here fucking a bunch of people all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So their ability to parabind is probably none. They've exhausted that part of their brain. They, now they, now it's pure dopamine. You know what I'm saying? Getting outside validation from people, getting that attention, getting that feeling. At least I got a bitch. At least I got a man. All that old shit. Mm-hmm. As opposed to having a purpose for the relationship, because relationships are a duty. Relationships are a job. That's why people get married. People don't get married just for the formality. That's an agreement. That's a business agreement. You know what I'm saying? Marriage is a so, business. Well, something and, I and assume. when you take it there, both parties understand the role that they play to advance what that legacy should look like because she she wins when he wins. 
mm-hmm. when you have people out here that's strictly moving on, in lust, they actually just move in just to get a feeling. Which generally that's women, because we only we are only we are only given access to what we have access right. to. Right. I I think the culture of America has made us so individualist as a whole, and that's like a root of the problem in a bigger sense because it's like everybody for self males and females and if we built to be a team and everybody is going for self then how is a team going to be created it's just like if you got uh you can't have a team of michael jordans you can't is somebody gotta pass so like you, the ball just go like it's never gonna you need somebody to know to play their position you know and people don't know how to play their positions now you know, and that's really what it comes down to. I feel like even speaking to the hierarchy thing you were talking about earlier, people just don't know how to play a position sometimes. And this is just based on the individualism. I'm the best. Everybody think they more important than the next person because oh, the team. world I'm revolves around them. <laughs> that I'm a, thing, that's I'm wild. A, I'm a, I am the table. It's crazy because the average man, no matter how good looking he is, the you he gonna be pressed to find pressed to be find a man to call himself a ten. Pressed. And they be like, I, like, how, like, how would you rate yourself? Like, I do all right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man? I'm okay. Yeah. I do all right. I'm okay. I do all right. Yeah. You know what I mean, because think about it. Nope. For one, the way we raise, especially if you were raised with your mom in your life, she gonna she's gonna shape your perspective. On on how what women are really about is she actually trying mm-hmm. to protect you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of mothers who use their sons and create son husbands, those are the ones that create dudes who hate women mm-hmm. because those dudes are moving like they like because they all they've been hearing is all their life these bitches ain't shit. Don't trust these hoes. Ain't she gonna do nothing but get you pre- get, get you know what I'm saying? Put a baby on you. All that type mm-hmm. of shit. That's what they hear from their mamas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because she she thinks she's protecting her son and guarding him from the from what she knows to be the mm. vices of women out here. So now he's treating them all that way, and now he got multiple baby mamas. Because mm. he's moving like, I don't trust these hoes. They know, hey, it's very rare you find a dude who daddy encourages his son to just smash everything moving. No. No, no. discernment. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Most Why? fathers be concerned when they son be switching between girlfriends. That's facts. My yeah. uncles had pulled me aside when I was younger and talked because my dad was wasn't around, and my stepfather. And back to the, the bad choices of people, but that's not my choices. Um, <laughs> but my uncles, they always checked in with me and asked me stuff like that when I was like coming up in my teenage years. Like, no, that shit is important. Oh yeah, they'll tell you like, yo, what's wrong with the last one? What was what was so bad with her? Yeah. Cause especially in the thing, I, I didn't learn all of this. I had, you know, saying in my my youth, because you don't have many years to learn it when you think about it. You don't have much time. from the moment you first start having sex and interacting with girls and at that level on up until what's what's what we consider to be prime adulthood, you don't have much time to figure it out. So if you don't have those people in your life asking you them questions and just checking in with you. You know what you're going to think? You're going to think ain't nothing wrong. And you're going to just keep doing it the way you do it. And that's when you end up with disaster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want nobody encouraging that shit. You know what I'm saying? You want people to kind of help keep you on track. It's like, I would think for you as a young man, that's that's a very vital thing. 
So why would that not be vital for the women with the vaginas who have, that, that shoot babies out? That's, that conversation should be even more prevalent amongst women. Yeah. But what it is, you better find you a nigga with some money. You know Terrible. what I'm saying? You better find you better find you a find you a good man like, who got a good job. Like that's all those are the only qualities that matter about this nigga. Yeah. Yeah. You know like, even saying? when so, those exist, they don't take them. They take the motherfucker that'll beat their head that, in, that, that, and, they, and they abuse fuck them. The they fuck the ones who, who look cute, got some swag. Or or if they do pick somebody that's or they just pick somebody based on the job thing, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. and then Proximity. they don't really have no substance or they really not built to raise nobody, nothing like this. Like uh, one of my friends literally got a kid by a dude who and this one kills me too, because this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Has two parents. Parents was super on point. Dad, they still married, been married for 50 years plus. The only reason that the kid even have a strong male around is the grandfather be around all the time. Mm. This nigga literally did the shit that any Pookie and Ray Ray who ain't have a father would do. And he know how <laughs> important it is to have a fucking father because he had one. And he literally like the shit just breaks my heart because it's like you ruining some young man, really, because he gone, he he interacts with his father, but the interactions are stupid because he just on bullshit. Literally got another chick with a kid taking care of her kid and got one. Like what type of shit is that? Is, what is, what this is happens that? all the time. What type this what is that self-hate? All the time. My mom, my mom's ex-husband had a daughter that was a teenager when they first got together, and he should have been keeping up with her ass instead of trying to run up after my mom. But that's insane. Just you know, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. It don't make no sense to me. Yeah, that's craziness. Mm-mm. Maybe again, I, I like I said, I do, I do okay for myself. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a type. I got standards, <laughs> and also what, what's most important. What's most important for me, it'll never trump what should be more imp- important for her. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm a bi. But when you're in a relationship with somebody, I'm always. I'm for me. I'm always thinking about the unexpected shit. You know what I'm saying? In the time of crisis, I already know what role I got to play. Always know what you know. What I'm saying. So those things are already at the forefront of my mind. So I can only imagine like for chicks to be like landing with a dude who don't even think like that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't even know what their role is. That's why niggas be out here trying to split all the bills with a bitch. Well, to speak to like, that, uh, I just saw some shit earlier and it kind of crystallized some of the relationship issues I had up to this point, but Number one, as a man, you need to have a plan, number one. And number two, you need to vocalize said plan to whoever you trying to be with because how they going to get on course with you if you don't even get on the program? And then you right. bitching about it. You know, and I think... Assuming that she's uh, just supposed to fall in line. Is right. And I think a lot of men make that mistake more often than not, just not being stern about yo this is how i want to move these are the things i want to do i want somebody on board to do x y and z 
that needs to be talked about. You know, yeah, like I agree in a, in a in a stronger way, and I think because of probably that's, that's why they fall for them trap niggas. Because you know why? Oh, yeah. Most trap because most trap niggas be out here already with a they on a mission, and they don't have no problem saying what their mission is, and they'll let her know mm-hmm. she's in the way of that. You know yep. what I'm saying? If you gotta yep. bust some moves, he gonna let her know you can't go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I gotta go take care of this business. You know what I'm saying? If she hear it, it's direct and it's you know what I'm saying it's clean and clear. That's, mm-hmm. That that absolves them of the guilt or the or the or the idea that they lost in this relationship with somebody who don't have no direction. Mm, even though the direction is down a stupid that, ass path, but it's a direction yeah, nonetheless. It's a direction, and <laughs> they I, and they're at the point in their lives where this is this is what this is their 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 ceiling. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They, they, mm-hmm. they, they don't know how they don't know how to access the niggas that come outside of that. It's almost right. like the, you know, how like you got the asteroid belt and then you got mm-hmm. the the orc cloud. They haven't reached the orc cloud yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's where yeah, the higher level makes first sense. tier. <laughs> yeah, but what we what should just be the normal tier. Right. But well. but you know what I'm saying social economics and poverty is why we got what we got. hmm hmm And to the young men and women. Please ask questions about their past history. Mm-hmm. Ask these women about who they've been with. Ask these men about who they've been yep. with. Have you ever had an STD? Have you ever had a cold sore? Mm-hmm. Ask these questions when y'all dealing with these women, if yeah. you're trying to find a mate, because these questions are revealing. And if they lie to you, you will see the signs of it on Ask these questions, man, when you're dealing with these people. Don't just be out here throwing throwing dick and slanging pussy like, like it's okay. Yeah, like, like mm-hmm. ask questions because you want to establish that you're trying, like you're doing this for a purpose. There is intention mm-hmm. with you doing this. You won't. Well, I don't have intention. You're just trying to fuck like, okay, yeah, enjoy yourself. But please strap up if you're going to do that. Please strap up. Put your condom on, man. Use them. That's what they there for. It'll prevent some of this craziness from that's out here from happening. But if you're going to be, if you're going to date and you're going to date with a purpose, have a list of questions to ask. Yep. Just like they do us, man. Because <laughs> women be having their little criteria even though mm-hmm. It, I feel like the 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 first tier of that criteria be setting them up for big L's because it don't have no character stuff in it. But you know, bro, another check this out. All that shit start with the programming of when you were a little boy, you taught how to treat girls, mm. and they are taught not how to treat men, but how what the, what to expect from men. So think about all the programming and all the cartoons and the Disney yeah, movies and all this stuff. Deep. You see what I'm saying? So we're taught how to treat them. They're taught what to expect from us. Mm. So that means that they have, that's what absolves them of all responsibility and guilt mm. when it comes to how they do us. That a woman will gas like shit out you, bro. Oh yeah. And that's why it's that's why it's very important and key. And this ain't for everybody, but this is my personal opinion on it. It's very important and key that men don't be so emotionally vulnerable to women that they date because it makes you look and it, ma- it makes her think you're inferior to her if she's not necessary in the middle space to receive it. she'll start yes. she'll start using she'll start using what you say as like weapons against you if she's mad enough e- emotionally like, you know be emotionally intelligent 
I like how he prefaced that with if she's not emotionally in a place to receive you being that way because if you were a mature woman that's about what they're supposed to be about, you should be able to show vulnerability in front of her to a yep. degree. But yep. a lot of these motherfuckers don't even know how to take that because they be the main ones the good ones and then you show some feeling they're like, this nigga was crying Yo, and shit. No, nah, he weak. This nigga uh, weak. Weak ass nigga. And it's like, you got to make your mind up. What you want? <laughs> like, you want some... Because that's what vulnerability is to, a, yep. you know, like, showing that part of you. Which most men, the worst thought is being that open in front of people. So, if somebody is doing that for you, then you should actually look at it as a good thing. But they, you know... Emotional intelligence. Be with somebody that, that's that's aware. Someone yeah. that's going to be supportive of you actually wanting yeah. to open up. And that's not going to use the things that you say or do against you when you're uh when you're dealing with them. Someone that's gonna hold it to heart and is gonna be responsible for how you actually feel. Thankfully, I run I have run into someone who was mature in that way, and I saw what that looked like. So it was nice to see that it exists because it felt like it was some bullshit for a minute. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. I, and I think that's when we just got to get back to just beating these hoes. You know, like we really got to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey I, I don't know about all that. Yeah, we got that's where we got to get back to smacking these hoes around it. No, I'm joking. I'm joking, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joking. We do not get off into that. That's uh, we are men of respect, men of men Nigga, of char character. That, that sound bike will go viral. That's and see, that's the thing because they go all that shit you said on the back end to clean it up. They like, yeah, 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 smacking hoes. Yeah, Let, yeah, let's make a song right, out of right, it. Smacking right, hoes, smacking right, hoes, smacking right. hoes. Smack yeah, they're gonna be on TikTok. Hey, listen to what these niggas talking about on this podcast. Hey, we need to get back to the smacking hoes. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get are back to beating bitches. Are they advocating for violence towards against women and women? What do they call it? Women's Month? <laughs> National Women's Month? In International Women's Month, yeah. And yesterday was Women's Day. We're talking about yeah. smacking hoes, beating bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Sorry, it's a joke. <laughs> Don't take it too far. We, I was joking. I was trying to make light of the situation. That's all it was. Oh, hey, man. my God, my, my, my. domestic violence is a joke. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> domestic uh, violence is not a joke. <laughs> it is not a joke, man. Some Jermaine Jackson energy right yeah. now. Don't take it personal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish every woman out there the best. Um, dealing with the the dealing with domestic violence is, is 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 not the way that any woman should have to go. It's not the route any woman should have to go. But um, you do beat these hoes though. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I knew he was gonna go there. I knew it. I was white for it, so I was like, "Let's see if he's gonna be good." Yeah, nope. yeah no, nope. no, nope. nope. uh, absolutely not. And, 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 when, he, when he said when he said dealing with domestic violence is not the way to go, I knew he was full of shit. <laughs> now, in, in all seriousness, any man that puts his hands on a woman is a fucking punk and a coward. 
Like that's the that's the truth. Definitely don't advocate for that whatsoever. No. And I got sisters. I definitely have put hands on niggas in the past. <laughs> like and I don't do one of these definitely. Just don't be one of these hoes. Once yeah. you start, once you start drifting off into hoes and bitches land, we can't say nothing to protect you. Just stay in the ladies and the women. Yes, stay there, man. Because <laughs> the, it'd be the bitches and the hoes that get slapped up all the time. That's when I got. That's reason. when I got to put foots off in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. But any man that's out here abusing a woman, man, you you ain't shit. You a hoe. Uh, there's no reason you, you can always walk away from a situation like that. You do not have to put your hands on a woman at all. Now, if it's in self defense, and you know, I don't know, make it's, a move. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, get up out of there. They be coming at you hard now. It's like okay, I sh- it used to be like you could just shake them a little and they would stop. But now that ain't enough. They even coming back with a knife. It's like look, we I can't. I'm not trying to go to jail. That's when you gotta hit them <laughs> on the top of their head. Like if you was out, if you was out and about, <laughs> if you was out and about, let's say you're at a diner or a restaurant or something like that, you waiting on somebody to show up and you sitting at your table, and that motherfucker sitting across and you just jump across the table, start beating the shit out of his bitch. What you doing? What? I'm out of my business. What? Oh, his girl or yeah, he's mine. sitting at he's sit, they sitting at the next table over, and then you uh-huh. look over and all of a sudden he jumped across the table. He's whooping her ass. Damn, I'm minding my business. I, I I did that before, and 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 both them hoes beat me. You know what I mean? So I had to fight. I had to fight the dude and get the and girl again. off me. Yeah, so I'm not doing that no more. I learned my lesson. Yeah, I learned it, my lesson. It, 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 I wish it could be as cut and dry as like, oh my god, that's happening. Intervene, but if the if the victim is gonna be trying to protect the person, knocking them upside the head, you know, it's really- you know I tell you like this: you don't have no time. To, you don't have time to, to find out that's how, how that victim is gonna mm. get. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Imagine this: like that, you have that to make person, a decision. Like you pick the person you're gonna whoop on, right? Mm. And they get the best of you. You don't even realize that the other motherfucker that sided with them before, you know what I'm saying, get too too bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even get involved. Me personally, I wouldn't get involved in none of that shit. We live in the age right. of cell phones, bro. Yeah. I, 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 you got two choices. You can call 911 or you can world start that shit. Yeah, I would call 911 and then world start. And then world start. And finish my meal. Yeah. Put, like, put the phone up. Like, put wait, the phone no, up. Wait, no, my. Wait on my guests to show up. Put the, put the phone, put the phone up facing that steak. way. Yeah, pre- yeah, prop it up against the plate that's on the table. Yeah. Right. Or next to my gun. Oh my god. Steak. <laughs> put it prop it up against the cup and just sit there and mind my business. I ain't getting involved. I learned my lesson from jumping in in, in, in the midst of somebody's shit like that. What was that? What's that restaurant Chicago? Um Golden Nugget. Is that the name of it? Mm-hmm. It's like a diner. Isn't it a diner up there called the Golden Nugget? It's like multiple ones. There used to be more than now, be. probably. But I definitely seen them type of things happen and them motherfuckers like I've seen pimps. Actually, what is that joint? It's on North Avenue of Ashland and this diner thing is like Hollywood or something. It's like a diner like right on the corner. I just seen so many uh prostitutes just get the taste slap their mouth by a damn uh pimp. 
Remember that one that was on the pimps up holes down, Mr. White Folks? I used to see him over there and pimping Ken. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we do not, we do Here, not. Wanna... <laughs> You're like, smack, <laughs> <laughs> walking down the street. They're like, hey, I saw that before. <laughs> you be trying to eat and you hit that smack and like, oh shit, <laughs> yep, like yep. The, the, the windows in the restaurant shaking shit. Like, God damn, what happened? He's like, oh, what the fuck? I'm trying to eat, the man. The lights swinging on the ceiling and shit. <laughs> fucking, mm. fucking newspaper flying by and shit. Mm. Like, I was there for that. I witnessed that. Mm. I saw this bitch get her, get her dentures knocked out of her mouth. <laughs> man, the fucking... Debris from the ceiling falling down and shit. <laughs> and, and ladies and gentlemen, this is just us talking about how crazy Chicago is at this point and just the things we've seen. This is not even advocating or glorifying anything. We just seen people get their heads knocked off a bunch of times. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> not even flip. in that situation. I'm just many different ones. Yeah. Unless you need foots put off in you. <laughs> Unless you need this these is, foots. This is but this was either February or April. It wasn't in March. Not it wasn't in National Women's Month. It was I it was only know. it was it was Black History Month in April. <laughs> I'm good on all that. I think I think we good here. Uh we 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 agree. We have climbed into a fucking hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh ladies and gentlemen, this is Full Prophets Podcast, the link up with my guys, Creed 606. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you guys, man. It's all respect, love, and integrity. Uh, and with that said, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. You bitch you. 